When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Take these two over to the garage, will you? I want them cleaned up before dinner. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Sad sock. (laughs) This is not going to go the way you think. Sad sock. (laughs) It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. Sad sack. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be lying if I say that it didn't bother me. Sad sack. Sometimes emotions is what makes a person. Sad sack. Promise <laughs> much I wouldn't do this. But um, as I said, there comes a time when, when. Uh... Sad sack. <laughs> I'm not a sad sack, am I? Oh, oh. Sad sack. You. Complete me. Sad sack. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my favorite. Is Darth Vader. Sad sack. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's kick off this episode number 226 of Raiders Fan Radio. Jackpot, baby. Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted Filipiano at the 50, time running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most singing, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, 
and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brent Musburger. We appreciate you joining us for what uh, we call Raiders Fan Radio, uh, live here in the Fan Cave. What is up, Raider Nation? This is episode number 226 of Raiders Fan Radio, and we appreciate you joining us live on the YouTube. Everybody that's in there, uh, you can find us live each and every week at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, and that is at 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern, and so thanks. We're going to call this, as Michelle Sweat uh, in the chat said, this is uh, Sad Sacks Anonymous. Because that's pretty much what uh, Raider Nation is. Look, we're going to keep it light. We're going to do what we do around here, a lighter journey into the dark side. But, man, this I, I titled this one, The Vegas Boys Are Down Bad Right Now. We're all kind of down bad right now. This was a rough one, Raider Nation. So we'll, we'll talk through it a little bit. Um, we'll kind of share. We'll take turns sharing. We'll get through our feelings. And then we're on to Cincinnati, as that, uh, that guy in New England famously said. So, uh, anyways, hopefully the Raiders get this thing back on track and, uh, and remove this last, uh, not only last week, but the last month pretty much from our memory banks, man. It's, yeah. been, a, it's been a tough go. But, anyway, so uh, appreciate you joining us live tonight uh, here in the Fan Cave. Everybody that's in the chat. And the man that's uh, handling the chat tonight, of course, along with the great Ron the Materator. But uh, he is the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Southern Annex of the Merce Fan Cave's desk. He's my best friend in real life. Welcome to the show, Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Swaggo? <sighs> Jeez. You're down bad, too, huh? I'm down bad, man. Uh, Michelle Sweat in the chat says, Hi, my name is Michelle, and I'm a sad <laughs> No kidding, man. This is... Uh, Shout them out, man. Who's, who else is in Yeah, there? yeah. We got Tyrone Graves in there. Pineapple's in there, uh, which we got something special for you tonight, Pineapple. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, high Five Freddy Paul is in there. Big Bass Raider's in there. Ron the Mater Raider. Raider Critique is in there. Jesus Alvarez is in there. Ron the or, uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd is in there. Atticus B. Rockin'. Kenny Blair from Scotland is in there. Oh, what's up, yeah, Kenny? Yeah, man. The Mangus Boys are in there. Uh, let's see who else. Kill Jadis is in there. <laughs> Look what he says. What's that? He says, I'll start. He stands up. My name is Kill Jadis, and I'm a sad sack. Right, there you go. There <laughs> Look, you go. everybody's going now. My name is Kevin, and I'm a sad sack. Hi, I'm Matthew, and I'm a sad sack. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Matthew. Hi, Hi Kill Jadis. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's oh, a, my gosh. There we go. Hello, my name is Trinidad, and I'm a sad I love this. This is crazy, man. Oh, this Michelle, you, that was perfect. That yeah, was so good. Yeah, that was good. good. Yeah, but you know what? I'm excited for this show. Oh, you know, because, you know, it, it's, it's good therapy for us to all talk about it. Yes. You know, let's let's address the issue that we had on Sunday and then let's move forward together. Well, I mean, that's all we can do. That's right? all we can do. And, and you know, and look at it and here at the top of the show. I'm going to platform a little bit. OK, I didn't plan on doing this, but you sparked my thoughts. Yeah. OK. All right. So listen, there are certain points or as a Raider fan, you get to a point in the season. Look, at least of weight. OK, where you realize that it's kind of. It's not going to go the way you wanted it to. It's sure. not going to go the way you hoped it to. It's not going to go. Now, look, I'm not talking about like abandoning hope or anything because all that's left in it after that is despair. I'm not talking about like going like, okay, well, season's over. Like, I'm not that guy. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am referring to is that when you get let down severely at a point in the season, whether it be because Derek's ankle or the bye week collapse or whatever the case may be, uh, when you're celebrating with Raider Nation, you can't lose. Right. And so that's where like, I shift my focus a lot of times to our audience or to the people that are in my home, per se, or at a tailgate or wherever it is. Like, and I remember, like, and I really started thinking along these lines when the Raiders first started talking about moving to 
Las Vegas. And a lot of Raider fans were like, well, if they're not in Oakland, then I'm then I can't be a fan anymore. And my and my my response to that was don't let your fandom stop because of where they play. And I would say the same thing, like, don't let your fandom stop or take a beating because of what the performance is on the field. We watched arguably one of the more heartbreaking losses for the Raiders in recent memory. Yeah. But we did it with some of our favorite people in the world. And you know what? I had a blast. And like, no matter what, when you do that, you're getting together with your friends and family. You're enjoying some good food. You're enjoying good drinks. You're enjoying Raider company. Your passions are, you're sharing your passion for the Raiders with each other. They could get blown out 55 to nothing and it'll still be a good day. So don't lose sight of that. And that's really what I try to lock into and why I always say that like over the years now, I've become a bigger fan of Raider Nation than I am even of the Raiders because the Raiders themselves can't hurt my fandom, right? Sure, absolutely. And and I will say I totally agree with you. Um, I had so much fun watching that game on Sunday. It was one of the worst games that I've ever seen. And I felt more sad. And here it is three days later. And I'm still like... Like, I mean, out in La La Land sometimes just thinking about the game. Like, and I don't hold on to that stuff. I really don't. Like, I've seen tons of heartbreak. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Nashville Predators fan uh, in hockey. And a couple years ago, we went to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost it in a heartbreaking fashion. And I was over it the next day. Like, I mean, I was sad and stuff. But, like, you know, hey, you got over it. You know, I mean, my former fandom, the Titans, I watched them lose on the last play of the Super Bowl back in 1999. And I went to school the next day, and I was okay. You know, but this one just stuck with me a little bit. But to your point, Murph, I had more fun watching a game with Michelle and Lamont Sweat. It was incredible. We were, I mean, we were crying. We were laughing so hard yes. at some of the stuff that Michelle and Lamont were saying. It was, oh it was gosh. amazing. And the whole Sweat family was here. Yeah. Devin and Darius and Libby. Everyone was there. We had such a ball. And Uncle Mosh, of course, is here yes. with us. Like, yeah, we had a we had a blast. And we had an, a huge family get together earlier that day. And so, and, and full of Raider fans. Some unfortunately that weren't able to stick around for it. Um, but yes, man. Like, and that's what it's all about. So, anyways. When you're feeling sad, sacky, you're feeling down in the dumps about the team, just remember that you, you can't lose your fandom. You can't lose your passion for the Raiders. And, and, and when you're celebrating with your friends and family, like you can't take an L. That'll never, never lose. And Raider Born Rico says, change the damn couch, Murph. I've changed the freaking couch three times. Well, I, we didn't sit on it, though. We didn't sit on that couch. We didn't sit, we didn't on, the sit new on the new so couch maybe, downstairs. Maybe that, maybe that was the issue. Next time, well, we're going to Music City Raider Nation in here, uh, second week of December. Uh, maybe we can, we'll have enough people. Maybe we'll split it up. We'll do a, some people down there, some people up here, whatever. Who we'll, knows? Fi- we'll figure it out. All right, let's get to the show. So uh, thank you to all of you that are joining us on the uh, on the fan side of network we appreciate you so very very much yes uh, coming to you from just blog baby um, unprecedented results and numbers for this little old show that we do for my bonus room we appreciate each and every one of you uh, that have chosen to listen to us and to download us on the audio version of the podcast uh, please when you do that rate and subscribe us uh, we're on all those podcast services that you can find uh, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Pandora. Like, if there's a podcast service, we're on it. Yes. Uh, so please uh, do us a favor, thumbs up it there. And then also, too, if, if you, if you, if you uh, listen on the website, 
seek it out and download it. But then also we do this live YouTube show each and every week. And so thank you for, uh, for all the uh, extra, again, uh, traffic that we've gotten to, to all of our different platforms. We appreciate you, and uh, we appreciate the fan-sided uh, network and uh, our newfound partnership with them. All right, so um, Swag, uh, shout out the chat one more time and then take us to uh, your uh, your famous tieback of the episode number. Yes, absolutely. So we got Paul in there, uh, Tall Ken Chitts in there, uh, Raiderborn Rico, <laughs> Ma- Matthew Mangus, Tyrone Graves, Kill Jadis is in there, uh, Foxy Scorpio, it is what it is, uh, Mark Thompson's in there, High Five Freddy, Michelle Sweat, Trinidad, uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Lee B, Ron's in there. Uh, we got the whole crew, man. But yes, as Murph said, uh, I take a significant moment in Raider Nation and I tie it back to our episode number. Uh, we're all pretty upset. We're all pretty we're sad. All pretty upset. <laughs> we're all pretty sad and hurt, and there's not a whole lot of good to talk about. But uh, but we do have an amazing episode number tonight. Okay. But we're not doing it in Murph's fan cave. Oh, we're not. We're taking episode 226, and we are moving to Aloha Corner. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to Aloha Corner. That's right, folks. Uh, Tonight's episode is 226, and we're highlighting one of the best to ever put on pads and lace up cleats. We're talking about the greatest player in his time, nay, of all time. We are highlighting the six foot four, 223 pound quarterback out of Oregon, 2015's number two overall pick in the NFL draft. The man that followed Swag Jeff to Raider Nation. Of course, we're talking about number eight, Marcus Effin Mariota. <laughs> the date was December 17th, 2020. Christmas came early for Raider Nation as the Flying Hawaiian entered the game versus the Chargers. The Raiders lost the game, but it was post-bye week, so we can't really be too shocked about that. (laughs) Uh, Mariota came in and electrified the Death Star and Swag Jeff right out of the gate uh, with a hard-fought first-down run. He jumped up and celebrated, and it just was incredible. He, uh, He tossed an absolute beauty later that drive to Darren Waller. He rushed for 88 yards and a touchdown that night. Marcus Mariota threw for 226 yards oh that night. Oh, my gosh. On Aloha Corner night at Allegiant Stadium. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Oh, my gosh. Ah, uh, you're out of control. <laughs> Woo! Hey, Raider Nation. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. 
Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. I appreciate everybody joining us live. Oh, I forgot about this part. (laughs) I'm all out of sorts, Jeff. Good. Good. (laughs) All right, I appreciate everybody joining us live for this episode uh, 226 uh, of Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate all the super chats that are coming in tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Tyrone Graves. He says, this show is definitely my rainbow for a sad, stormy Sunday. I need this after that. We appreciate you, Tyrone. Appreciate all your show support. Uh, Daniel Mangus, I watched my San Jose Sharks lose the Stanley Cup in 2016, and yet this loss stings more than that did. Uh, We appreciate you, Daniel. And then also Mike Y. What's the chances the Raiders beat Cincinnati? We're going to get to that, Mike Y. We're going to definitely talk about that Cincinnati game coming up. You know, so um, uh, and we're going to get into – I want to have a heartbreak discussion. That'll be fun because that prompted my memory of a couple of different things I want to talk about. Um, But before we get to that, I want to mention – so this is the flagship show for those of you that are new to the program. Uh, This is Raiders Fan Radio, but we also feature another show on the network. Uh, It is called Silver and Black Flashback. Yes. That is with our good buddy Rich Schmelter. He is the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, and he takes a walk down memory lane in some really, really cool uh, subject matter, something really, really fun. Uh, This week is episode number 16. It drops right before this show on the audio feed only, and uh, he's going to do the 11 Angry Men, which is... Uh, one of the famed Raider defenses of the past. And so uh, definitely patronize that show and support our good buddy Rich. He does a great job with that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so today, uh, I talked to Uncle Mosh yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, he, he likes to do his research and reading and all that stuff yes. when he's sitting at the end of his driveway because he doesn't have internet. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, today is actually the 53rd anniversary of the Heidi game. Nice. Yeah, nice. man. So, uh, so when we talked about it last week, uh, that's what uh, that's what uh, our buddy Rich did last week. Yes, he did, he did a absolutely. game. He did a show on the Heidi game. So go back and listen to that uh, on you know for the fifty third anniversary of the Heidi game, and then you and I did that for our first episode of Tales from the Nation. Tales from so, the Nation. Yeah, so go back and listen to that too if you want us to dive into that. That's absolutely. pretty fun. Check it out. We'll have a link in the show notes here uh, on on how to find that. And yeah, there's all kinds of good like sound bites in there. You hear the live broadcast and a lot of that kind of stuff. So yeah. definitely go check that out. And uh, and we and we appreciate that. Uh, our buddy Rich and his contributions to the network. All right, so before we get into respect, so here's let's just have a little fun conversation, a little impromptu here. Okay, let's do it. Heartbreaking losses, okay? Heartbreaking moments in sports. You mentioned hockey. Daniel mentioned hockey. I think still to this day, the number one for me is Kirk Gibson hitting that home run off of Dennis Eckersley in Chavez Ravine to take out the A's in game one of the World Series. That to me, because like, and I was like 16, I want to say, like, and you can't get a more diehard A's fan than I was back in the day. That's before we started shipping off all of our players. That's when you could count on the idea that it was going to be Henderson and Canseco and McGuire and Walt Weiss and Carney Lansford and Terry Steinbach and, you, you know, Dave Stewart and all that. Like, you could, you knew what the A's were going to be each and every year. And man, we were so freaking good. And then that was the first year we went to the World Series, lost in, or won in 89 against the Giants and then lost against the Reds, stupid Chris Sabo. But, um, but that home 
run. Like I was at Round Table Pizza in Morgan Hill, California, with my stepdad watching the game, and Kirk Gibson hit that goddamn home run and ripped my guts out. And still to this day, like that always comes up around A's Dodgers time, just like with the Immaculate Deception always comes up sure, around sure, Steeler. Sure. But I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't even alive for the Immaculate Deception. So like. You know what I mean? But like, but I was alive and well and knew exactly where I was in that very moment when Kirk Gibson hit that stupid freaking home run. Yeah. Brutal. So how about you? And then chat room, while we're talking about this, I want to hear yours, man. I want to hear the, the, the like the, the ultimate moments. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of Tuck Rule. Yeah, that's, like, that's exactly. Raider Loco says that in there. Tuck Rule game for sure. Uh, Paul says that he wished the Sunday's game was actually uh, more like the Heidi game. They wish they would have cut away early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Preach, uh, man. Preach. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I and I highlighted mine, you know, I mean, besides So was it know, that Stanley it, Cup? That that's Stanley probably... Cup, yeah. We we uh you know the, the series was three to two penguins and uh it was a zero zero game the entire game, and with a minute thirty six seconds left, the puck bounced off the uh bounced off the uh the glass in a weird way and Pecorine couldn't get to the puck in time and the guy shot it in and they won one to nothing. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, that's it, was rough. it was heartbreaking. That's rough. You know, in and, and a, a recent memory, you know, like and, and I was going to bring this up later, but what the heck? We're on the subject. I'll just we'll just roll with it. Okay. So while we're watching that game is this was a like there it was set up. You could not have asked for a better script and set up for the Raiders. Like yeah. it was absolutely perfection for them. To go from what would have been a first place team to then Practically out of the playoffs, which, and I'm going to give you the, hold on, I've got it here on my notes. Let me, let me get them out here. I'm getting to this a little quicker than we thought, but let's just do it. So here's what it looks like now. So the freaking Titans are, in, are in, this is in the AFC seating. So for those of you that are on the, the video podcast, I've got it here for you. And um, and look, this is not, a, and it, look, we just got to live through it. We just got to walk through this stuff. And sure. We'll get out of the way. And we're going to be on to Cincinnati. Okay, so, but here's what happened. So we went from, potentially a top-seeded team in the AFC, definitely first place in the AFC West, to then now one spot out of the playoffs. So sure. you look at, it goes Tennessee, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, uh, New England, and then the stupid Chargers, and then us, okay? Cincinnati is right behind us. So that tells you right there the importance of the next game and focusing forward. But as of this game, having now Kansas City jump up into the fourth spot in the AFC, they're now within striking distance um, of, of the, the three teams that are ahead of them. And now we have given them effectively the beginning of a tiebreaker because they beat us. Now we're going to play them one more time. And ahead of them, we've got Baltimore. We've got the tiebreaker against Baltimore. And we've got the tiebreaker against Pittsburgh. But we don't have a tiebreaker against the Chargers right now. And we sure as heck can't afford to give it up to Cincinnati as well. So the importance of the next game is coming up. But like, how much was on the line was just brutal why they, they took turn in not only a loss but a beatdown and dude no play more exemplified what that game was than poor Deshaun Jackson and I feel for that guy but like yeah we're in the room and all of us when that when that pass oh. is completed roar up and then immediately oh what the yeah like Whoa! Like, yeah. and I know everybody felt that same emotion, but it, like, it changed the game. Ah, uh, in the middle of it, like, dude, of recent memory, not sixteen-year-old Murph, whatever, but forty-eight-year-old Murph watching a football game for the regular season. Not talking postseason, but like, dude, that gutted us. Absolutely, it gutted us. Yeah, you're one hundred percent right, and you know, I mean, and I've I've watched that play a hundred times, and you and I have talked about it several times, you know, and a lot of people in, in the chat are gonna agree, but like, 
where was he going? What are you doing? Like, so he catches the ball. His first catch is a Raider. You know, the guy, the kid grew up, a, he grew up a Raider fan as a kid, and he catches his first pass in silver and black, and he's running, and he's an amazing catch and all that. And then he stops and he turns to try to go the other way. Like, I don't know if he thought that he was returning a punt or what he was doing, but like, it was just, it was crazy. It was, it was awful. And then the guy just reached around and punched it out and all that. But yeah, I mean, the highest of the high hit the lowest of the low in about three seconds. And it was, it was crazy. And, you know, we, we talked about it, you know, the other day, and a lot of people talk about it with like Derek and stuff like that. You got to live to play another down. And so, you know, because that was a huge momentum swing. We had some momentum going into that second. You know, it would have been a three-point game if we scored it, right? Yeah. So instead, we turned the ball over, and they go down, and they make it a 13-point game or, or 17, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a huge momentum shift. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a drag, man. You know, and, and listen, and I, I came out on it, uh, I landed on a little bit differently than you did. I don't fault the guy for trying to make a play. Like, you know, is there a, a case for a, a veteran? Like, hey, are you trying to do too much? I get it, I, and I can appreciate that perspective. Um, but everything that you just said sets it up for, yeah, he wants to take that first pass to the house sure. and make a very Deshaun Jackson play. I totally and flip around and run away from defenders. So like the effort, like I wouldn't, I don't think a guy should be maligned because he's trying really hard to make something happen. It's the guys like Bruce Irvin where you don't see effort. Those are the guys that you, that I think right. deserve all the criticism. If you don't show up on the stat sheet because you're given a half-ass effort. Right. And whatever. I, and I totally get that. And, and tall Ken shits in there saying, uh, you know, you know, rugs fumbled too. rugs fumbled to cost a game last season. It, it's okay. Relax. I'm not pinning this game on Deshaun. No, Jackson no, 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 no. We were just talking about you know, the heartbreaking what, moment. What, that is was. Up, what is upsetting is that Deshaun Jackson didn't see the field again. Yeah, he wasn't targeted again, and and any of that, you know. So I mean, you know, this guy just caught his first pass as a Raider. Get him back out there, man. Get his confidence back up, because I mean, they panned to him a couple times on the sideline, and he's shaking his head and his oh, you he know, his felt, head's down. He oh, felt so bad, awful. But yeah. like, get that guy back in there, man. Get him back in the mix, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't just point one play, you know. I mean. Jonathan, put, Jonathan Abram. Oh, jeez. Jonathan Abram might be who Aaron thought he was. He might be. He was targeted nine times against the Chiefs and allowed nine receptions, one of which he got absolutely mossed on the play, and and he allowed two touchdowns. You know, I mean, you could point at tons of different things. That the Deshaun Jackson play was one momentum swing. There were tons of others. Derek's rainbow passes that looked that like a moon high, ball, man. It that was looked weird, like looked man. like high school football kind of stuff, man. You know, I mean, the the refs that would not call a holding call against Max Crosby. Dude, he got mugged. He all got night mugged long. all night long, and they didn't say anything. I mean, they never threw a flag. Maybe once at the very end of the game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think. But it was it even on him? There I don't was, even there know. There was if one it was that on got Max. called late. Yeah, but so Deshaun Jackson's fumble. That was his first fumble on a reception since 2010. Yeah. If you can believe that. Um, and yeah, so you're right. It wasn't just that play. Um, here, Abram, man, look at. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna still fly the flag and pound the table for this guy. Uh, I still think he's gonna be okay. But but clearly, help us help you. Help, yeah, us, help, help us help you. you. We Cle want to be your fan. 
clearly there's a liability in coverage. That is, look, I, I, I would be a blind loyalist if I didn't uh, be willing to admit that. And all you got to do is look at the stat sheet. Targeted nine times. He allowed nine catches for 127 yards and two touchdowns. And, look, and I saw some of the discussion this week on Twitter was like, well, look, he's better playing at the line of scrimmage. Like, you know, he shouldn't be back in coverage. Well, okay, well, then the fair response to that is, well, then why did we spend a first-round pick on him? You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, I mean, look. He's not a linebacker. Right? Exactly. You but, know? you know, and, and, you know, Palomalu played close to the line of scrimmage almost his whole career, too. But, I, but he wasn't this much of a liability. So, right. let's hopefully pin it on the idea that, that, that John is still young and developing. But yeah. listen, but he was not the only one. Brandon Faison, who we've been singing his praises um, ever since he's been a Raider, uh, he allowed six catches on eight targets for a buck three and two touchdowns. So, right. like, so there's another. This is where what Mosh always says you can't pin it on one guy. And by the way, none of these guys play offense, car hater. Okay? Right. Um, the Raiders had no sacks for the first time this season and had a season low three hits on the quarterback. They came into the week leading the NFL with eight and a half quarterback hits a game against a third string right tackle. Like, brutal. Brutal. Okay? Yeah. And then to go to the other side of the ball, and I'm not excusing Derek, I'll get to him, but go to the other side of the ball on offense. $11 million guaranteed to Kenyon Drake this March and draft Josh Jacobs 24th overall three years ago. Guess what? We own the fifth worst rushing game in football right now. Unbelievable. So what is, like, rough, okay? All right, now let's get to Derek. Derek was the leading rusher against the Chiefs with 18 yards gain. Okay, oh. fair enough, but that's really more of a, uh, of a slam against the running backs than it is Derek. Um but the Raiders went one for nine on third down. Doesn't That's on your quarterback. One on for quarterback. nine uh, on third down. This is the fourth time with Carr at quarterback they converted less than 20% on third down. The other times, they went 0 for 10 against Miami in, uh, in, in 2020. They went 0 for 11 against the famed game against the Washington uh, football team in 2017 when we got thumped on national TV on Sunday Night Football. Sound familiar? And then uh, they were two for 12 versus Denver in 2017, that same season. So, like, this, all, by all accounts, the Raiders sucked from the top to the bottom. There was no— Every facet of the game. Every facet of the game. This was the most losses, the Raiders now, most losses by more than 14 points since the start of 2014. There's three teams. The Browns have 41. The Jets have 41. The Raiders are on their heels now with 36. The most losses by 20 or more points in the past, uh, in the, uh, the past since the start of 2003. Uh, so most 20-point losses since 03. Raiders, first place, 56. Wow. Raiders only had 37 losses by 20 or more points in the first 40, 4-0, 40 years that the Davis family ran the team. Derek Carr also ranks 24th of 25 quarterbacks with 100-plus starts in the past 20 seasons in points scored per start at 21 and a half. And I'm going to give you one more ray of sunshine here. The Raiders have scored 16 points or fewer four times in the first nine games. The only times in the past 25 seasons they had more games with 16 or fewer points were um, five in 2018, six in 2014, eight in 2009, six in 2008, and five in 2006. How many of those you count that are Derek Carr seasons? Like, like I'm telling like he's not on off the hook on this like and I'm not calling for his head. I'm not saying we need to start Mariota. I'm not saying any of that stuff. That is not what I'm saying at all. Right. But what I am saying is that this stat sheet that I just read to everybody is an indictment 
of the coaching staff and every single player on the team. Because when you go backwards like this, when you have regression like this, when you have sloppy play and penalties and all that stuff, that's coaching, friends. Yeah. That's coaching. You don't get worse throughout the season unless you're not coaching well. Right. And the other thing I'll say, and then I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm venting. I'm clearly I'm venting. Last thing I'll say about it, like here, is that, and this will take us into our next uh, segment, which really should have been our first segment. It's respect. Okay. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. Nothing wrong with those things. But around here, we like to give respect. I want to respect Timmy Brown. Okay. Because Timmy Brown came out and said what I think is going on. And now, Mosh, he's not here tonight. He might challenge this thinking. When I brought it up last week about Derek Carr, his kryptonite being his heart, the thing that makes him so amazing is could be his weakness as well because he feels, okay? And he feels genuine care and concern and love for fellow human beings, including Henry Ruggs, and I think that it, it dinged him up a little bit mentally. How could it not? Sure. Timmy Brown came out just a couple days ago, and he says this. This is just 24 hours after the game was over. 24 hours later, I'm reminded of the 89 season when in training camp, we lost a starter and a leader on our team. We couldn't visit him or text him to say we got it, to, we, to say I got your back. He was gone forever. It took the team almost half the season to exhale. Right now, everyone thinks they are okay, but you really aren't. The day will come when you can breathe again and move on. Keep fighting, boys. Better days are ahead. So presumably, we can say that Timmy Brown was talking about um, the tragic loss of Stacy Torin, who passed away in an automobile accident uh, about a month before the 89 season started. The Raiders started out 1-3 and three that year uh, before winning seven of their next 10 games. But the sentiment behind Tim Brown is that that's real. That's really what's going on. Do I think that all the, our coaches suddenly got bad? Did they just get bad from the Eagles game when we were singing their praises when they responded after John Gruden was out of the building? Did, did, or did they just forget how? Did Olsen just forget how to call an offense? Did Versace just forget how to call special teams? No. Did Bradley just all of a sudden turn into a bad defensive coach? No. But are their mentals dinged up? Prove me wrong. Like, yeah. right? I've been talking a lot. You jump in, please. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could see the, the adversity that this team has had to face is starting to catch up with them. You know, I mean, it's one thing to lose your head coach, the leader in the clubhouse, the guy, you know, he's gone. Then your number one receiver, gone. Then another guy that's been on this defense for a couple of years that have, that has, you know, developed good relationships with some of these guys, he's gone. You know, so it's just back to back to back. I mean, like Tim Brown said, I mean, they lost a teammate tragically in a car accident, and that's horrible. But that, I mean, we've had three of those. Yeah, you know what I mean. We've had three things back to back to back, and you know, yeah, I mean, they're not okay. They can't be okay. How could you be okay? You know, I mean, they're all brothers, man. They're brothers. You know, that would be like you know, if, if your best best friend went away and you could never see him again or whatever. You know, I mean, like that hurts, and it's going to take time to heal. You know, but I think so, man. Especially too, know, and I think that in the past, like. In the past days of the NFL, these things wouldn't get acknowledged, you know. But nowadays, look, you got players taking breaks from the team for mental health. It's it's everybody. This is and frankly, it's more not even just football. Societally, we're becoming very aware, very aware of mental health, and like, and this is one of those things where like, I don't think it's showing weakness to acknowledge it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with what they're going through. Now, do they have to grow and get past it? Absolutely. You're professional athletes. You're paid to do your job. 
If you lost your best friend, just like you just said, you still got to get up and go to work the next day. Does that mean you're going to be on your A game? No, and I don't think anybody would have a fair expectation that you would if you went through something like that. But at a certain point, you got to get it moving. Right. You know, and now what point that is for the Raiders, I don't know. I, my hope is it's sometime soon. I'm hoping that on, a, on the road against Cincinnati, another big game in the AFC, maybe that's the time to get right. Like, let's see if we can get this thing turned around and at least finish competitively. Because right now, we played a team, yeah, they're our arch rival, yada, yada. But they're not that great. And this whole narrative that, the, that mainstream media is like, oh, the sleeping tiger's awoken and blah, blah. Nah, bullshit. They're still not that great. We had an awful game. Right. The Raiders sucked. That's right. why that game was such a blowout. Yeah. Had, Kansas City wasn't lighting it up, man. I'm sorry. Even though the score was big, it was because we kept turning the freaking ball over, like all that kind of. That's why the game got lopsided. Right. Yeah. No. I I totally I totally agree with you. Um, I I lost my train of thought. Uh, but you know, I'm what I will say. What is also really frustrating, and I saw some people in the chat talking about it. What's up with all the red in the stadium? Uh, okay. Well, I got notes on that. Uh, I mean, okay. Well, then speak on that. If you got the notes, speak on I it. do. Our buddy Kevin the Raider Nerd sent me a tweet. Okay. And uh, he said, um, I understand that it's a business. I understand that, you know, that these corporations are in, the, in their, their job is to make money. Their job is to generate profitability for the PL. But he also sent me a link to Allegiant Airlines, the sponsor of our freaking stadium, who is offering to fly Chiefs fans from Kansas City for the game at a special rate. Really? Yes. And now, granted, does that mean that they're going to, you know, get a ticket and do all that, whatever? No. So, but the idea that they're being actively marketed in, an, in not even just an out-of-market, that it's, they're being marketed to in a market that consists of our biggest rival ever. Yeah. So, like, that whole notion, I agree with Kevin. Like, I don't think that's a good look. At a minimum, it's a bad look. The optics on that aren't great. So I would probably want to pull the reins on that. Because guess what, Allegiant Airlines? You may be appealing to these other markets, but you're going to lose a Raider fan along the way. Like, right. And you don't want to do that, right? That's the last thing you want is your fan base to hate the freaking sponsor of the, of the damn stadium. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't claim them. Like, seriously, like, that's the way it's going to go. We won't claim you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you whatever our little microphones are worth. Don't fly on Allegiant if that's the kind of behavior they're going to engage in. Sure. Because that's ridiculous. Now, that said, season ticket holders are the ones selling their tickets. And we saw a lot of videos this week on Twitter of people taking, like, selfie videos, and they got a freaking row of Chiefs fans behind them, and they're going like, and they're like three rows back, going like, hey, man, whoever sold these, like, F you. Yeah, what are you doing? These are Chiefs games. We saw red jerseys in the black hole. That don't happen in Oakland. Nope. I'm sorry. Maybe one or two. You might see a smattering of jerseys or whatever. I'm not saying it never happened in Oakland. But look it. And if it did, it didn't go well for them. Right. I've, you know what I mean? I've seen, and I'm not advocating violence or anything like that. Never would. And if you, do, and if you engage in that, you're stupid. But I did see firsthand teams uh, uh, supporters of opposing teams take their jerseys off before they walked out of the stadium because they were getting peanuts thrown on them and beer thrown on them and f you and whatever and i'm talking about people with like not like kid kids but like teenagers or adolescent kids or whatever like it wasn't no joke you didn't mess around in oakland well guess what they got free reign in Allegiant stadium and now the freaking Allegiant airlines is supporting flying them in at discounted rates Again, not a good look. So now the criticism, here we go. 
Oh, now her, everybody said that. Oh, it's a destination city. It's going to get loaded up with a bunch of opposing teams' fans. Well, guess what? Raider fans own those tickets. So I'm yeah. just saying. You want to sell your Vikings tickets? I get it. It's a non-conference game. Sure. People want to visit Vegas because they live in Minnesota. I yeah. don't blame you. I'd want to leave Minnesota, too. Yeah. What uh, Graphic gra- Graphic Raider said that uh, someone said that he warned people that uh, there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans on Sunday. You know, okay, whatever. Not the Chiefs, man. Not the Chiefs, Not the Chiefs dude. Because you know what? Because that team clearly. What's up, Docs, too, by the way? Yeah, what's, what's up, up Graf? Yeah, what's up, Graf? Uh, but uh, <sighs> the team needed you on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. The team needed That's, you because. If there's a game that we freaking. Yes. If there's a game at all during the season, it's our freaking home game against our biggest rival because you. In the t- wake of all this crap that we've had to deal yeah, with. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, because you look at the product on the field, the product on the field was not good. The team did not act like they were playing their most hated rival. There was no heart. There was no passion. I mean, and, and Marshall, Marshall yell at me next week whenever he sees me for saying that. But there wasn't. I didn't see any of that. And, you know, and the team allowed people like Travis Kelsey to dance during the pl- after the plays and him and Patrick to dance after the game. Like, don't allow them to do that in your house. Like, what the hell is happening? And so, Raider Nation, the team needed you. And those of you that sold the tickets to the Chiefs fans, check yourself. Yeah. Check yourself. I'm with you. Dude, Why'd like, you buy the tickets in the first place? Well, and like, and I get it. Like, people will make their money back on their season tickets. Look, I'm a capitalist at heart, and I will never begrudge somebody for the way that they want to handle their money. It's your money. It's not mine. And I won't tell you how to, how to, how to, how to earn it or to spend it. But, I, but here's what I will say. Whatever it was that happened, it's not a good look. So there's choices to be made. Is that the way that we want to look or not? And if you have responsibility over a portion of that, you got a choice to make. If your choice is to chase the bucks, whatever, go for it. But this is what we're going to end up with. And if that's something that you're comfortable with, knock yourself out. But like, but I, I would encourage you to do this. Do the math on it. And if you can't figure it out, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, we know people, good friends of ours, that have season tickets and have sold a game or two to make their money back. Sure. I get it. I totally get it. But not that game at that time. That's the part that winds me up, man. Yeah. Is it like, that's when the, if the Raiders needed us as fans for whatever we're worth, and even if it's worth nothing, they tell us we're worth stuff all the time. So I'm going to take them at their, at their word. They tell us the value of our support all the time. And then when they needed us most, we let them dress it out in red. Yeah. In the black freaking hole. Yeah. Yeah. You're ab- you're absolutely right. The team the team needed us and the NFL set it up so perfectly. I mean, like oh, the dude. like the going into Sunday night football, the Chargers got their asses whipped. The Broncos got their asses whipped. All we needed to do was our job and we would have had a two-game lead in the division. And instead, we're in third place in the division. We gave two games to Kansas City on Sunday night. Come on, guys. It's crazy. We need to move on. We need to move on. All right, I'm going to give you one last thing here. Uh, actually, two little, uh, two little quick tidbits here. So okay. our, buddy, our buddy Raider Honcho put out a great tweet, I thought, this week. As I mentioned, look, Derek Carr deserves any of the criticism that he's getting. Fair enough. It's okay. But, I, but to do that solely 
or in a vacuum and not include everything else that's going on, that's what's unfair. Okay, he should be part of the all of the criticism, not just a, not just the, the singular focus of it. And and so our buddy Honcho put this tweet out. There's 11 players on our defense that gave up 500 yards, 41 points, three for three on fourth down, nine for 15 on third downs, two drop picks, multiple offsides calls, and somehow people are blaming one player who isn't on defense. Yeah. That's all you need to know right there. Yep. Keep there's plenty of criticism to go around. I would encourage you to spread it around to everybody. Yeah. Don't just focus it on one guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Last Mosh, Mosh said it last week. You know? Yes, he you, did. Yes, you can't he did. put a game you can't put a game on one player. There's fifty two other or fifty four now or whatever the number is. There's a bunch of guys here that that did not come out ready to play, and it's a team effort, and I totally get it. And there's a coach's effort and and all that stuff. No one came ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well son, uh, well said, Swago. All right, um, so before we get out of this segment, gosh, that was a, here at the top of the show. Well, that was an event session, we, man. We Apparently we had, I mean, and we, you and I have chatted a little bit about it, but we were kind of saving it because we wanted to, again, this is therapy, Raider Nation. We're going through it all together, man. I haven't even followed the chat. I can't wait to go back and catch up with the chat and hear what everybody's thoughts are. Um, but one last thing here, one last bit of respect. Going out to, man, going out to 45, Alec Ingold out for the year, man. That yeah. that stings, man. We what that's one of the good guys right there, man. That's somebody that look, if you're not if you're not rooting for Alec Ingold every week, then you're rooting wrong. Um, you know, just one of the one of the one of the best dudes, one a great player, and uh really, really sad to see him go down. I saw that I signed another fullback this week. Um, but and, and I hope that player plays well, but I'm willing to bet that he's uh he's no Alec Ingold because there ain't very many that are. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, so uh, speedy recovery, Godspeed to you, Alec, and I hope to see you back out there uh, next season. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show, and it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes. <laughs> Our defense might be better if we have this guy. <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. That might be good if they had this guy, too. Nobody enjoyed oh, it. Oh, nice. More than sixth-year linebacker, Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. All right, now we've got all that out of our system. We're moving forward. It's Wednesday. We're, we're, we're you know, however many hours that is, because I don't do math. I feel okay now. I feel better, right? I mean, I feel better. I mean, I still don't feel great, but it, it, that was therapeutic. It was therapeutic to get that off of my chest and to listen to people in the chat. Uh, yeah, and and no one's agreeing with each other, and and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Keep it nice. Family yeah. family doesn't always have to get along, but we are Raider Nation. We are a family, and let's not forget that we were bitching and complaining about this shit show of a game that we watched on Sunday night. 
But we all still love our Raiders, man. We're our, the fandom is not going away. That's right. You know, we we are all family as Raider Nation. We love this team. We love wearing the shield. We love the silver and black, and we will continue to love the silver and black forever. But uh, yeah, you know, we we all come here, and this is all therapeutic and and all that stuff. So, whew, let's let's all let's all relax and <laughs> crack another cold one. Yes. and enjoy the rest of the show and. Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the next game. All right, let's talk about the next one. So we're on it. Here you go. There we go. Oh, nice. I'll even I'll even give you this ASMR. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Huh? I got the tingles. There we go. How about that? There we go. That'll make us all feel better. There we go. All right. Get your frosty adult beverage and just let's let's move on. Let's talk about the Bengals. There you go. Swaggo's got a silver Salud. bullet over it. All right. There you go. Salud. Salud. All right. Chin down. Here we go. I feel like we're on uh, Mojo's Pod Show. Oh, I'm doing our beer review. Um, okay, so we're uh, we're on uh, we're on the Cincinnati game now. So let's talk a little bit about the injury report. Pretty extensive for the Raiders, man. Look, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. It's a little little rough going in. Uh, Brandon Faison uh, got dinged up, but he was a full participant on Wednesday. Alec Engold, of course, did not participate. Josh Jacobs was limited. Kwiatkowski, quit. Kwiatkowski, Kwiatkowski did not participate. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, full participation, so that's good. We're going to need, need him. Keyshawn Nixon, Jalen Richard, Amik Robertson, all three uh, did not participate. And then the, the Bengals just have a few. Um, Tyler Shelvin, who's their defensive tackle, and then Trey Hopkins, their center, and then Auden Tate um, were limited. What so, about Richie? I think he's done, dude. Is he just done? I think he's, you know, when you're that big – and you get to be a certain age, man. Like even with the greatest of of treatments and the best rehabs and all that stuff, it's just so much pressure and tension. That big body on those ligaments and things, you just get to a point where you can't come back, man. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what's going on with the guy, and he, he's aged out, man. I, that's just my we opinion. We could sure use him. We could sure use him. Absolutely, we sure could. Um, you know. Uh, so all right. So let's talk about this a little bit. So. Of course, the game's at Allegiant Stadium, as, as Jeff mentioned, and hopefully we won't see the, the litany of Bengals fans there. But I think for the um, – look, just like every, any other team, I think it starts defensively, and it starts defensively up front. When you look at what the – like, we were, we've been – the past couple of weeks, we've kind of talked about, like, who needs to be, like, the, the, the MVPs for the team or whatever. Well, considering that we didn't get any pressure on Kermit the Frog last week, and that's what led to all those – Chiefs type plays that they make, you give them enough chance to scramble around. Tyreek Hill works open. And all of a sudden, you get dinged down the field for a chunk play. That's what happens when you don't get enough pressure. So, Yannick and Max, it's time to work. It's time to work against a young quarterback, like as, as, as good as he has been uh, in Joe Burrow. It's time to work, man. Put him on his ass. Al Davis football, the quarterback in the hand, first handful of plays, he must go down, he must go down hard. I think if the Raiders can do that, knock him off his rhythm early, then that will allow for a, a, a secondary that at times has played phenomenal. Last week, clearly they didn't. But I think we got enough to keep up with, with Jamar Chase. You know, I think we got enough to, if you, if you get Burrow rattled. Now, if you don't, it could be a long day, and especially if we got, you know, if, if he's, I mean, if he's working against Hayward, we're good. I think we're good there. But they don't do like a shadow around the defense kind of, or chat around a, a player kind of defense. Like sure. it depends on what side of the field he ends up on is who's going to cover him. And so, anyway, so the, the, 
Please go ahead. Get me out of this. We, we, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm gripping a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we we've talked about it for uh for for, for pretty much the whole season, really. You know, since since the uh, John Gruden thing happened, and and really we've talked about it for the last three years that I've been a part of this show. It's up to the Raiders to change the narrative. Yeah, man. Let's change the narrative. You know, we 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 played and made a fun TikTok today. Uh, if you don't follow us, it's at Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, of, of it seems like, can we just get rid of the bye week? I don't want the bye week anymore. I know, right? Because yeah. we always go into the bye week super hot, ready to roll, and we come out of the bye week and we just crap the bed like it's awful. I mean, so and we've come out of the bye week again this week or you know this year, zero and two after the bye. Like, come on, guys, let's change the narrative. Let's do something about this. You know, I mean, we can. Let's not keep the skid going downhill yeah, man. here, man. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's take over because the next three games are going to be tough. It doesn't get any easier after Cincinnati. That's the thing. You know, and you don't want to look ahead. You want to focus on the game at hand. But, okay, the game at hand is Cincinnati. you got to win. We, we can't afford another loss right now. We can't go into Thanksgiving on a short week against the Cowgirls 5-5. Five and five. We just can't do it because then after that, we've got Washington, and then we've got the Chiefs again. Like, it's go time. Washington's playing well. They just beat the Bucks, right? Obviously, the Chiefs uh, at Arrowhead yeah. are a factor. We don't play well typically on Thanksgiving. I know the, and the past- Cowboys have one of the best defenses in the oh league my right gosh, now. Yes, and you know, and I know that you know history isn't a it, it can be a precedent for what happens in the future. But in, the, in, in football's case, it's a it's any given Sunday, so I'm not going to pin it on the Raiders. Their past, but. The past is not good. When you look at the Raiders' history on Thanksgiving, and we'll talk about it a lot more when we get there, but it ain't good. Like, when was the last time they won there? What, we looked it up the other day. It was in the 90s or it was something in the, like that. Like, it's been a long freaking time. Like, we're not good on Thanksgiving. I mean, um, granted, we don't play every year on Thanksgiving, Right, right, right. But, yeah. You know, but so, we're like two and four, I think, all time in Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the two wins were like in the 60s. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or one in the 60, one in the 90, whatever the heck. It would, anyways, we'll get to all that stuff when we get to that point. But anyway, the point being, though, is that I agree with the sense of urgency around it. Now, again, other people may disagree. I know that Uncle Mosh very much would be like, it's a long season. We've got plenty of time. And and there is merit to that. I'm kind of putting out his argument. I know him well enough. I know you know what, what he would, he would uh, kind of vibe with on that. And that's a fair point and i think there is merit to that and especially with an extra game in a 17 game season but i would lobby the other way though and when you look at like jt the brick jt the brick who is i you know probably one of the biggest proponents in uh, in, in 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 media for the raiders he called this a playoff game this is the raiders first playoff game is against the bengals hondo carpenter one of the kindest people one of the most proud supporters of the Raiders, a man that is openly thankful and grateful to be a reporter for the Raiders. You know what his point was? We got to fix it, and we got to fix it now. You don't have the luxury of time, Raiders. I'm sorry. The runway, it ain't that long. You dump one to the Bengals, and then with the other two games and three games that we got coming up that are looming on the schedule, it, it's got to be now. Like, I know, I mean, it's the NFL. You could argue that every week is important and all, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, this has got to be it. like it really is a sense of urgency behind this game. Curious to what the chat room's saying. Uh, Swago, uh, shout them out and then tell me what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Raider critique, Fabricator Gills in there. Tyrone Graves, Raider born Rico, uh, Tall Ken Chit, uh, Lencho, Ryan Miller, Raider Loco, Schmucky the Raider Bear, 
duck mother effer uh, is in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Rogue Code's in there. Paul's in there. High five, Freddy. Uh, we've got yeah, we got we got a lot going on in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know I totally agree with you. We got to fix it. I know that you're dealing with a lot, Raiders. Like, I, I can't imagine what that must be like to lose three people on your team in the matter of a m- five weeks or whatever it is. I, I can't imagine how that must feel. But we got to fix it. I mean, we got to. If if you're going to salvage the season, it starts Sunday. Yeah. That's it. The end. You know Period. what I mean? The Period. End. Yeah. Then, and we all go, we, we're coming right back to it again. Change the narrative. Are we going to be a, <coughs> you know, a eight and nine team this year? Are we going to go and try to sneak into a wild card spot or, God forbid, win the damn division? You know what I mean? Like, we have to fix it. Get your mind right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. It's time. Yes. It's it's time. It's time. All right, Jeff, go ahead and hit a break for us. And then we got, I got an ad read for you. And then we're going to jump into the Sea of Fans mailbag. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. All right, Raider Nation, for all the biggest games, the smallest events make every bet worth your while with MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code, MURF, that is M-U-R-F, at MyBookie. There are tons of games and prop bets to take advantage of uh, this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. So let's go back to Sunday. Why not? Because the stupid Chiefs bet against them. The Chiefs take on uh, them and their, and their offense, take on the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the boys have been on a tear this season while the Chiefs continue to struggle. Uh, and take the Cowboys to cover the spread so you can walk away with the bread at MyBookie. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today and re- to redeem your double deposit bonus. You can get in the game and start winning big today. That is promo code MURF, M-U-R-F, to receive double your first deposit instantly, instantly into your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything. Anytime, anywhere with my bookie. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. All right, Raider Nation, you can join us uh, live in the chat each and every week at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, Swag Jeff, who do we got in there tonight? 
Uh, we got Raider Critique in there. Uh, Tall Ken Chitz in there. Uh, Lee B. Matthew Mangus Lencho. Uh, the Raider Critique Rogue Code is in there. Uh, Daniel Mangus. Sam Hain is in there. Uh, Big Mike? Yeah, Big Mike's in there. Uh, Renegade, uh, Tyrone Graves, Ron the Mater Raider, uh, Ryan Miller. We got the whole crew, man. Awesome, man. Appreciate all of you so very, very much for joining us live in the chat. And also, you can send us an email if you want to contact the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or you can send us a voicemail, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And uh, and if we play your message three times on the air, now you become a made man or... Or a made woman, or if you email us an indefinite amount of times, you can become a made man or a made woman. And Swag Jeff has that honor tonight of reading your emails. And Swago, who do we got? Uh, and bear with me, everybody. I don't, I don't typically read the emails, but I've only had a couple beers. So well, I was going to say you haven't been doing Jim Beam, yeah, so your no, tongue yeah, won't swell yeah, up tonight. Exactly, exactly. So we'll give it, we'll give it our best shot. Yo, what's up, Murph Swaggy, and the one and only Uncle Mosh? Hope everyone is well and everyone is safe and in good health. I come to you today from my hotel room in Vegas after a night of adult beverages. This year has been a very long year for me and my family, just like everyone else, so I wanted to come to Vegas to get away and watch the Raiders play. I must say I'm really disappointed in the amount of uh, Kansas City fans uh, that are in Las Vegas. Between them and these damn timeshare people, I'm sick to my stomach. No, I'm not interested in your voucher. Uh, this, <laughs> this has to be the worst job ever. Anyway, I know between Gruden, Ruggs, and Arnett, uh, a lot's been going on, but it just really looks like another season collapse. The penalties and turnovers were terrible. I don't know what made Derek Carr just start throwing the ball up and giving, uh, to give the worst defender in the NFL an interception. Djax killed us with that fumble. Instead of running straight, he uh, backed up so he could walk into the so he can walk into the end zone backwards as he always does on big plays. Just protect the ball. We have a lot to prove. These last games or this offseason will be another full rebuild. This is uh, well. It has taken me two days to write this email. I was holding my on my adult beverages like an off- offensive lineman was holding on to Max Crosby. Uh, <laughs> refs are always doing their best Ray Charles impersonation when he's getting held. <laughs> anyway, I need a cannoli to make me feel better. There All love go. and respect, Ty DeRaider. Ty DeRaider, appreciate you, Ty. Absolutely, absolutely. Always with the good emails. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Good evening, RFR family. Just one word. What in the actual F did I watch on Sunday? DC played like actual dog poop. Abram got mossed for the second straight week. I got so pissed I actually shut off the game, and that never happens. Also, dear NFL, start calling holding on Max Cro- or for Max Crosby. I counted at least five times he was held once, uh, and once he was actually tackled to the ground. Seriously, what does yeah, Max that have went to the do goal line, man. to get the Aaron Donald treatment? Uh, five and four, uh, five and four. Now the playoffs are not out of the question, but it starts this week against the Bengals. The Raiders have to wake up and bury them early. Their offensive line is good, but not invincible. So our D line needs to come ready to play. Our offense needs to put up points. No more field goals, only touchdowns. Josh Jacobs needs to wake the hell up. Let's go. I understand he's been banged up, but he's our uh, bell cow, and he keeps the defense honest. Before I go, get well soon, Ingold. I saw the injury, and it didn't look good. Trust in God, and you'll come back stronger next year. Uh, that's it from this twin. Stay safe, RFR. Daniel Mangus, Proud Made Man, 2020 Gemini Man Award winner, 2021 Crybaby Award winner, <laughs> one-time winner of the Autumn of Swag. Nice. Good job, Daniel. Right on, Daniel. I'm sending out the... Uh, sorry, I got a little... 
a little caught up with the day job this week. I'm going to send out your picture to you uh, uh, tomorrow. All right. Let's go. Evening, everybody. I hope you're all as well as can be expected after such a painful night. Dull, uninspiring, talentless, sickening, one-sided trash. I've had enough of the same old dross. Time after time, nothing ever changes with them, and actually, and they finally angered me so much on Sunday, I drew a line in the sand with them. But enough about Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Next time they're on commentary, I'm watching with the sound off. Amen to that, dude. Dude, Collinsworth, it, man. He wants to full-on make out with Travis Kelsey. I'm pretty like, sure he does. full-on make yeah. out. Uh, on to more important issues. Well, I guess it's safe to say that none of us expected Sunday to turn out like that. I still can't get my head around why it was so bad. Why was everything so flat? Why were, there, why were we so void of ideas? And why did we look so mentally tired? We allowed ourselves to be outfought and outcoached far too easily. The game played out as if we hadn't uh, done a day's study on their strengths and weaknesses, and we played against Kelsey as if we'd never seen him before. The preparation for this was clearly flawed. We know the issues uh, that have been caused by the Henry Rugg situation, but it can't all be down on that one thing, can it? There are key incidents that didn't help our cause along the way. Three dropped interceptions. Deshaun Jackson losing his sense of direction and the officials <laughs> overlooking blatantly hold, blatant holding calls on Max Crosby on virtually every play. But that's not why we lost the game. We lost this game as a team. Over all three phases, it was not down to one person, and anyone can say differently is watching the wrong sport. Uh, incidentally, if you're one of the weak-minded fools that were on social media and burnt their Derek Carr jersey, then you need to so seek stupid. help immediately. You know what? Can I say something real quick on that? Say Sorry it. to interrupt you. Say it. Were people doing that? Like, for real? Yeah. People throwing away their Carr jersey or, like, burning it or whatever. You know what? Give it to another fan. Yes. Give it to another fan. Yes. Like, if you don't want it anymore, fine. Whatever. You do it. If just, it's a 3X, send it to Mosh. There you, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Seriously. But, like, just like I won't tell you what to do with your money. I won't tell you what to do with your stuff either. But I, I will say this. At least have enough courtesy to, like, give it to someone who would wear it. I mean, you're we'll a Raider fan, it. right? I mean, isn't that the equivalent of being an American and burning the flag? What? Maybe not. Maybe not that <laughs> <Wow>. extreme. <laughs> but like, but but you know what I'm saying? No, like, I understand though. Don't like, burn your what are you, colors. What are you what loyal are you to? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What are you actually loyal Just to? Just because they're down doesn't mean that you're still not going to claim them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel you I'm that. not. I'm not with that. Yeah. Uh, you're just seeking attention. You're just attention-seeking idiots, and it's such a disrespectful thing to do. If you're prepared to burn anything that represents the Raiders, then I suggest you were a never true Raider fan in the first place. That's and you can just uh, how can I put it politely? Uh, F let's off. Just, let's, <laughs> let's just say there's 31 other teams in the league. Go on and choose one. I would like to thank uh, I would like to think the players and staff feel as badly as we do. I know football isn't the most most important thing in their lives, and in the grand scheme of things, when you're on the field, uh, uh, but when you're on that field, it is. And when you represent that shield, it damn sure should be. Uh, you can say all the positive things you want about the sanitized world of press conferences, but the reality is we needed to see a reaction from the shit show in New York. Uh, and all we got was a bigger shit show against those inbred morons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why was there no spark, no enthusiasm, no spirit? The only frustration we saw was when Max uh, threw one puppet on the floor. Uh, the lack of any kind of reaction or adjustment concerns me more than anything else because if you can't raise yourself for a game like that when there has, when there has to be bigger issues somewhere else. As much as I hate them, they were, the, well, they were a good team and they didn't need any help. 
They can do that to anyone on their on their day. And guess what? We've kicked started their season now, and they probably won't look back. Although it's doubtful Kermit will be able to play this weekend with Collinsworth tongue in his. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm getting a little concerned about DC. He's starting to look as if the stress of everything has been that's been going on is starting to wear him down a little bit. I hope I'm wrong, but when you're the type of guy he is, you're you're the soundboard of the locker room, and something has to give. Finally this week, best wishes to Alec Ingold. It's yeah. horrible to see a player go down with such a serious injury, and I hope he's back as soon as possible. He's a good player, one of our leaders. So it's going to be a huge miss for us. I was going to buy a current jersey. If, if I was going to buy a current jersey, then it would be 45 or 13. So get well soon, fella. We're nice. going to miss you. Nice. Right on. And two more quick messages for Raider players. Deshaun Jackson, next time you do an interview, it's silver and black, fella, not black and silver. You should know that. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, shots fired from the UK. Yeah, man. And to Darren Waller, love you like a brother. Truly do. But after a result and performance, uh, th- uh, but after a result and performance like that, don't go swapping jerseys and having smile photos taken with Travis Kelsey on the field. I'm kind of with them on that. I am too. Okay, so let, let's break that down a little okay, bit. Break okay, break it down. All right. So here's like we talk. We've become we're best friends or something, but we've become buddies with with Will Compton. Okay. Yes. Former Raider, former Titan, and after the Raiders played the Titans last year or not two years ago. Three years ago? Whatever the hell it was. Whenever they were still in Oakland. And um, he caught a lot of heat because he took a picture with a bunch of Titans jerseys because they were his buddies from when he played there, right? Sure. And so he caught a lot of heat from that. So he he was like, these are guys that I battled with. I'm friends with them in real life. Like He explained it in a way to where I'm like, okay, kind of made sense why he would then take that alignment with those players and like even though they just got the snot beat out of them by the titans that he is a raider would pose for those pictures whatever okay i so i support the idea of because max did it with chris jones it wasn't just darren waller and kelsey like so there was a handful of raider players that took pictures with chiefs players where i get at a joint with it is when raiders twitter the official raider twitter handle Post the pictures game and says game, game recognized game after your game just got punked in your house. That's bullshit. That's part of it. Like, don't celebrate it. Now, if Darren Waller, the human being, the guy, the player, the person wants to post pictures of him with somebody that he considers a friend and a peer that plays for another team. Fair enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But it's when the team themselves are promoting this, that's a little tone deaf to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't I don't like that either. I'm totally with you because, you know, a guy like Kelsey who, like I said earlier, danced on the field all night long. Exactly. Him and Patrick are doing the electric slide on the sideline or whatever the hell that was. And after the game, Kelsey's over there going, I got my swagger back, all that, which don't ever say swag again, Kelsey, you son of a bitch. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Don't ever use my name. Get my name out of your mouth, bro, okay? <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, I get that it's an honor for him to be seen with you, but it's not a good look when we're all a little bit fragile, my friend. Do that stuff in the locker room or players tunnel or the players tunnel tunnel uh, or better still, tell him to shove it. He doesn't deserve your jersey anyway. The wonderful world of the NFL doesn't stop because one or two bad results. We have to lift ourselves and press on for the next few games. 
which looked which looked difficult before the last two results. Now it looks a lot tougher. This is the point of the season where the serious playoff contenders start to grow stronger. We're still very much in the hunt, and as hard as it is to picture a postseason for us right now, the reality is still very possible. By 9 p.m. Sunday in the UK, I'm sure I'll be ready to run through a brick wall again. I'm finding it hard after Sunday, you can probably tell. Uh, it still stings right now, but the weekend starts here, and I'm sure RFR Live will get me back on track and get ready for the Bengals. As a legend once sang, the time to hesitate is through. No time uh-huh. to wallow in the mire. The time to hesitate is through. There you the go. The time to wallow in the mire. I Try wish now we can only lose, and our love become a funeral pyre. Come on, baby, light my fire. Everybody. I don't know this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's the doors, bro. Uh, you dated yourself, bro. Uh, That's I, my I, dad stuff, man. That's I grew up one. I yeah. didn't grow up with your dad. Uh, I went... <laughs> No, you grew up with your dad. That's why you like Taylor Swift. That's why I listen to Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Hawaiian shirt that I borrowed was from my dad. Yeah, uh, yeah shout out Woody. Uh, I wish up, I had some Woodson whiskey right now, though, because I'm not just about to listen to some, some Sinatra and Barry Darren. Uh, I could drown my sorrows and raise my spirits in one hit. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shopshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, Proud Main Man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Good job, Paul. Try to set the night on fire. Paul. Paul. Paul we appreciate you, Paul. Appreciate your email. I'm Paul getting is, so much hate in the chat for what? not knowing, for not the, knowing doors the doors. Are. That's okay, man. Look, you're, I mean, I know who the doors are. I'm sure you do. Well, you're a young guy, man. You're like 33 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're, you're yeah. Matthew Mega says, I'm 26 and I know. Good for you, Matthew <laughs> Mega. Great. Go listen to another one. Well, listen, the doors are a very California band. The Mangus boys are from California. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look, I, I, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, like that was the, the doors are the soundtrack of my youth. That's all my my dad. Of course, he loved Hendrix and the Stones and the Beatles and the Who and Matthew Janus Mangus and said that, that too, I'm pathetic like, for not knowing that. Oh, that's a little rough. That's a little rough. Don't take yeah. a run. Don't take a run of my my best friend over there. Kiss Mangus. my ass, Matthew. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> Chill, man. I'm all fired up. Be, yeah, like yeah, fired this, up. This is not the week to pick. Like we've got, we've got enough hate going on. We don't need to hate on each other. Okay. Yeah, man. I will say this, though. I will hate on... Remember everybody when they used to complain about John Gruden's play calling? You remember that? I got to... Before we get to the voicemails, listen to this. The Raiders... Con- I'm running out of time. My life is running out of... Lifespan. The Raiders converted 41.5% on third down. 13th best in the league through five games under Gruden. They're 293 in four games post-Gruden for 31st. They had the fifth longest average in yards to game on third down with Gruden and the third shortest average yards to game post grooving okay let's get turned around against Cincinnati (laughs) 
right, let's jump in the Sea of Fans and the voicemail version of the Sea of Fans. Let me tell you this, guys. This is really cool. So um, I, I uh, apologize. We don't have a, a, a message from Capo tonight. Uh, uh, he must be traveling or something going on. I hope okay. everything's okay. Um, uh, but, so we don't have a, a message from Capo. Uh, but I tell you what, we got some amazing calls. We got some heavy hitters that are longtime uh, participants in this show uh, that have called in tonight. And so uh, this is kind of like a, a – um, you know, we love and appreciate everybody and please, and more of you call like, you know, I love all of our regulars, but we want to hear, we love to hear the, from the, uh, the fresh names as well and the fresh voices, but we got some, again, some, some, some big hitters guys that have been around the show a long, long time going all the way back to when, oh man, appreciate you fabricator Gill in the IE. Yeah. Uh, appreciate that super chat in there for 1999. Thank you so much. Uh, fabricator Gill, and right before that, Daniel Mangus came in with uh, "Light My Fire," trying to set the night on fire, man, with a with a, a four ninety nine donation. Appreciate you all very, very much, and know one hundred percent of your money on super chats and anything else, even that my bookie ad that I read. All that stuff goes back on the show, goes to the One Nation Foundation, and we appreciate you so very, very much for your contributions. Um, so, anyways, as I mentioned, we got some big time guys that called in and. Just, I'll just let I'll let them speak for themselves. I won't even set them up anymore. But we're going to start off with our buddy that's the president of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. Uh, he is Splatterhead. He is Chuck McCann. And uh, this is awesome. Smurf, Mosh, Swag Jeff, Capo, all the maid men and maid women out there in Raider Nation listening to Raiders Fan Radio. It's your friend Splatterhead here. And I'm just calling in to try and talk everybody off of uh, jumping off the cliff. This is what we do now. We come out, guns blazing, in the first quarter of the season, and we look like we're the greatest thing on, on earth. And then midseason, after a bye, we come out and we start losing to garbage teams. We lost to the Giants, garbage team. Now, the Chiefs. Yes, I'm putting the Chiefs in that category of garbage teams. They've been garbage all season. Even in the games they won, they were garbage, except when they played us. And they did not beat us because they're suddenly a phenomenal team like all the talking heads on sports TV said the next morning. They beat us because we sucked Sunday night. We were the garbage team. So it is what it is. Derek Carr, yes, he's a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He's up there with the top guys for a portion of his football season every year. And then he does things like, I don't know, he was throwing a ball up to the 400 section of uh, Elysian Stadium. <laughs> and, Schmucky the know, Bear. Of course it came down and ended up in somebody else's hands. What can we say, man? We, uh, we're the Raiders. No excuses. I don't care. There's a lot of adversity. All this stuff going on. doesn't matter. We all have to deal with that crap. When my band goes out and plays in Vegas, my drummer's sister just died. A good friend of mine just committed suicide on Friday. Actually, on Sunday, the day of the game. And uh, we're still going to come out there and do our jobs when we play. And we're not making millions of dollars. We're getting drink tickets and, well, airfare to Vegas. So that's good. Um, and maybe a little couple bucks of spending money. Anyway, don't jump off a cliff. Roll with it. This is what we do. Maybe they'll come back. Who knows? But uh, you know what? I'll see everybody who's going to make it. Uh, Las Vegas, 
December 4th at the Dive Bar to the Los Gatos Loco show. And uh, everybody else, Sunday at the tailgate and at the game for Washington. All right. Take care. Love you guys. All right, Chuck. We love you too, man. And first and foremost, uh, condolences. You know, not, no, Jeff, not that soundbite, please. Condolences. Um, I didn't know you were going to say that. Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, it's okay. Um, condolences to the to the to the folks that have been lost, man. Like that's 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 yeah. rough. And and uh, and I and I hear you loud and clear. And he's right. And that's I kind of inferred to that earlier uh, in the show too. That like, yeah, you have to people understand and people accept. But at a certain point, you got to break through that and you got to go. Yeah, you got to keep moving. Got to go do what you do. So so yeah. So Chuck and and Los Gatos Locos are playing December fourth, and that's another reason I wanted to play that at the top. Like I'll be there. I'm going out there. Um, I'm doing Cody's show, pregame, postgame. I'm not going to the game, although I might go out there just to tailgate with those guys and hang out. Um, but definitely go check out uh, Los Gatos Locos and look forward to a rowdy show and a rowdy bar with a rowdy band, man. There I, you I, go. I, I, lo- I love that stuff. Been a long time. Um, and then um, the other thing he was talking about is that, like, talk about like Derek Carr being the best quarterback for like a portion of the season, like things like that. I think that's what makes in- it makes it very interesting when it comes to debating about whether the Raiders are or aren't about anything really, is that we see them do wonderful things. We see them beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Like, you know what I mean? We see them respond to adversity and beat the crap out of the Eagles and like in a game that's like decided early. And like, so we see them do these like great things and then we see them lose to the Giants and then get the, our brains beat out on freaking, you know, Sunday Night Football. So it like makes both positions, whether you come out for or against, regardless of the opinion, it makes everyone right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that inconsistency in the team, that's what makes it, frankly, end up being kind of toxic amongst Raider Nation on social media because everyone's right. You could be the biggest car hater in the world, and you're right. You could be the biggest car supporter in the world, and you're right. You could be the biggest apologist for Jonathan Abram, and you're right. You could be the biggest critic of him. And you're right. So you see what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So totally. I, uh, so I thought Chuck's point was very yeah, salient that's, there. That's what makes that's what makes it so uh, so frustrating sometimes to be a Raider fan because we see those moments, we see those flashes of greatness, we see the Monday Night Football games, and we see the things that Derek can do and and everyone else on the team can do. And then when we watch games on Sunday Night Football, we're like. Where was that? <laughs> Where what, the hell was what that? happened? Yeah. What what's different? What did we do different here? What is the mentality different? Like what's going on? Like we saw you do that 2 weeks ago like where yeah, bro, come on back. Come on back. A- absolutely. And like and 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 also to Chuck's point too, like we didn't have these adversities last year. But it was the same result. So like anyway. 2019 too. 2019 too. So there you go. So it's like, so again, it makes both right. You can blame the adversity. You cannot blame the adversity. It doesn't matter. You're both right. You're both correct. Anyway. So anyways, great stuff there from our buddy, Chuck. Always love to hear his calls. One of the very, very early on made men around here and Raiders fan radio and appreciate him. So speaking of old school, uh, we're going all the way back. How far are you going back? Way back. And uh, we're going to talk. We're not going to talk. We're going to hear from my cousin, Sonny, uh, the original co-host of Raiders Fan Radio. And, um, you know, Sonny doesn't call the show often anymore. But uh, when he does, man, he brings it. And this might be, frankly, one of my favorite uh, messages from Sonny, even going back to when he was on the show, uh, when he was co-hosting and leading the show. Uh, so, anyways, let's check in with, uh, with, with cousin Sonny. Murph. This is Uncle Mosh's favorite nephew calling in. <laughs> Flag! Mariota sucks and will never be a starter again. Ron, <laughs> the Materator, 
and Brick better lay low for a while, if you know what I'm saying. You know, in psychology, which is 78% fluff and LSD thoughts and discoveries typed out in triplicate, they say humans can live and operate according to believed standards that actually existed long ago, but only currently exist today in one's mind. Physically, the world and reality and everything you can touch, smell, taste, or feel has moved on, but the person has not. Murph, this psychology term is called being a Raiders fan, a.k.a. dumb f***ery. Here's the main symptom, Murph. Having hope in a team that's going to do it despite 10 different head coaches since 2002. Consistent bad draft picks. Cute, right? You got my back on this, right? Consistent bad free agency moves. Kwame Harris, anyone? Javon Walker? Now, you could state, Murph, that in the recent years, free agency has been getting a little better we hired Gruden for 10 years, and, and when we were drafting better, Crosby, Renfro. But then the NFL goes after Gruden, destroying the stability that was being built. Now, what Gruden said, I don't condone, but I also don't trust the one holding the microphone. Ruggs eviscerates a, a shaky social fabric the team in Vegas were already building, or were currently building. Arnett demonstrates yet another bad draft pick, but more importantly, a bad risk on character assessment by the Raiders' brass. Then, Murph, then, they, they being the Raiders, whiff on national TV to our hated rivals, our being the fans, Murph. Derek Carr doesn't hate the Chiefs. He prays with them afterwards. We hate the Chiefs. Uncle Mosh hates the Chiefs. But here's the thing, Murph. I'm going to stop judging these Raiders based on the, 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 the standard that I have and, and hold my Raiders to. Because Deshaun Jackson isn't committed to excellence. He's not even committed on which direction to run the f***ing ball. Who was his mentor, Jim Marshall? I'm sad for us, Murph, the fan, that we live in a world where these Raiders are, are trying to pretend they, they were what was, but but this is what is. It's just, it's not what it was. And I'm also sad that I can't call and leave a f***ing voicemail to you for longer than three minutes. <laughs> Murph, what is will never be what was. What was, what the Raiders were, has to die. And so this, this, this new Raiders team can learn to live on their own, not on who they once were. That mystique, Murph, jumped the shark like Metallica after the Black Album. Yeah, fight me, Murph, I said it. No team believes in the Raiders' mystique anymore, nor do their fans fear it or fear us. We can now witness that during every Raiders home game. The Raiders' mystique is like a long-overdue career slowly dying at some rundown hotel on the Strip, fitting for their new location, one might say. I'm not comparing these Raiders to my father's Raiders no longer. It's disrespectful. Wow. Woo! Wow. Cousin Sonny bringing some thunder, dude. Yeah. And you know what? He ain't wrong. Like, and that's what I'm saying, man. Like, it, th- th- when the Raiders do what the Raiders have done, it validates 
all of those t- those those things. And he's and I thought it was an incredible point that like look around here in, in the fan cave and amongst our group of peers, we absolutely exalt the Raiders of the past. We when we go to the Bolitnikoff Awards and we have those moments with those legendary players with Rod Martin and Villapiano and Fred, of course, and Ray Chester and all that stuff. Lamonica. Lamonica. We we're, we hold them up to this incredible standard because they were greatness. And he's, but Sonny's right. We're trying to compare what this stage of the Raiders is to that. And it's disrespectful to what those guys were because what those guys were are not what these Raiders are now. And I think that's an incredible indictment into today's current Raiders. I, I'm sorry. I agree with them. I don't, I don't want to dismiss our past. To have a cutoff point, I think that as the, the Raiders organization does the right thing by honoring its past, and I think as fans, we should continue to honor its past, but I also hear it loud and clear, whether it's from Sonny's message there or, 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 or from people like our good buddy Emiliano, Big Raider Trucker, when's it going to be our turn? Yeah, Murph, I love hearing all your great stories about the past. I love hearing about the tales from the nation, but when, are, when is my generation going to have that? Because I've never experienced that before. I don't know the Raiders is that. All I know is the Raiders that collapse or don't even get going enough to collapse. It's fair, dude. Yeah. What say you? Well, uh, Uncle Mosh, if Uncle Mosh were here, he would absolutely roast the two of you. I know he would. And, you know, but he's not here. So so I, I will play devil's advocate a little Please. bit. I agree with Sonny uh, to, to a point. Um, I don't think that that old style of Raiders, the mystique and all that, I don't, I don't think it needs to die. You know, I don't think it needs to be a memory and all that stuff, because I think that every person that dons the silver and black and dons the shield understands what it means to don that and understand what it, what it means to have commitment to excellence and all that kind of stuff. But I do agree with you that a a lot of people will hold Every Raider team, no matter if it's 2021, 2007, you know, whatever year that it is, you could pick any team and they will compare it to the 1983 team or the 1976 team or, you know, the the, the years of LaMonica and like all that kind of stuff. And that is unfair to compare all those. I mean, you, you think of any team. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at the Cowboys, you know, they were bad for a long, long, long time you know, after they won all those Super Bowls, you know, and I'm sure those fans probably do the same thing. They expect the greatness that was when Emmett Smith and Troy Eggman and all those right. jokers were there and same with the Steelers and all that kind of stuff. It's 2021. It isn't 1983. And we all want that. But, you know, yeah, it's it's almost unfair to compare those two teams because it was different eras, it was different times, it was different quarterback or different quarterbacks, it was different owners, it was you know the whole thing, different different rules, different everything. So you know, so yeah, so I'm totally with you. When's it our turn? I I want the 2021 Raiders to be the next thing to say, wow, remember that team? I want my kids to be like, oh my gosh, dad, you got to see that, you know, like yes, you know, so so in that point, I totally agree. But I don't think we totally kill off what was. No, you don't. Here's something interesting. So not to dive too deep into the psychology of this stuff, but what the heck? Let's do it. You guys, we're all friends here. So something that you can do in terms of like social media, right? Like social media is the ultimate comparison game, right? Whether it's Instagram or whatever else. Mm -hmm. People compare, compare, compare. 
You never want to compare yourself just for mental health. Trust me on this, Raider Nation. You never want to compare yourself to somebody else. I never want to compare my whatever I define as success, whether that be income or you know job title or where I live or whatever. I would never compare that to you. Right. What I would compare it to is previous versions of myself. Where did where was I before? If you're on a like a, a health journey or whatever else, don't compare yourself to what others' health journey is. Don't compare yourself to. I don't know, Mark Wahlberg or something or whatever, or Michael B. Jordan and be like, oh, I don't look like that, so I'm a failure. No, compare yourself to a previous version of you. What were you like before? But in sports terms, you do compare to those past things. So I think that there's a, right, you feel me? Like, I think there's an interesting discussion there, and we don't have to have it all right now, but I think there's something interesting about that, that we as people, we don't want to compare to other people. But when you're a sports team and we compared our Raiders to the Chiefs, yeah, we have to. Yeah. When, you what, look up in the ra- when you look up in the rafters and see Super Bowl champion 1983, every Raider team that's going to come in there is going to be like, wow. I want my team to be on Yeah, that. but when you compare the 2021 Raiders to the 2021 Chiefs, we lose. You with me? So it's like you do want to have a reference to the past, but your comparison is today. What is going on right now in the league? And what went ha- and what's happened the past couple of weeks is not favorable for the Raiders. That's what I'm saying. So like you do have to have a reverence for it and you do have to acknowledge that past, but the comparison shouldn't be to our past. The comparison should be to the present and what's going on today. That's just a, just an opinion. I, I can't wait to hear what the freaking uh, uh, what the chat room has to say. Shout them out too, by the way. I know we've got some super chats that have come through. Pineapple had one. Yeah, pineapple. Kevin the Raider nerd. Uh, yeah, so we we greatly appreciate those. Uh, Kevin the Raider nerd says I don't believe in the Raiders right now. They need to prove it to me. But I believe in the Raiders and RFR. Oh, yeah, nice, let's nice, go, nice. Kevin. Appreciate uh, you, my friend. So yeah, but uh, Kill Jadis is in there. Paul's in there. Foxy Scorpio, Darth Vader, Raider Lencho, Paul Edgert. Uh, I just said that. Uh, Pyro nineteen seventy five. Kevin the Raider nerd. Storm is in there. Uh, let's see. Raider Loco's in there. Uh, Mojo's in there. What's up, Mojo? What's up, Mojo. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, trying to scroll up. Rogue Code is in there. Storm is in there. Kill Jadis. Yeah, man, we got everybody. Awesome, man, and appreciate again. I mentioned pineapple with the. Five dollar donation. I apologize. Can't scroll up and see your comment. Yeah, he said it was for uh, for uh, for Aloha Corner. Oh, <laughs> for yeah. your shirt. And yeah, and he's yeah he's trying to he's trying to bid on the on the uh, on the Hawaiian shirt. Bid on your want. dad's shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so far you're the high bidder. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's all right. Let's get it going here. Got a few more to get to before we close out the show. Next up, let's check it. Now, normally we don't do a double. Uh, if you call the show and then you call again, I usually just play your first call. But sometimes, you know, hey, Houston Raider Steve's an OG guy around here, and uh, and sometimes they're just really good. And if you know Houston Raider Steve, he's the kindest, sweetest man in the world. You don't hear a lot of like fiery uh, language from him at times, but Houston Raider Steve brought it this week on two calls. Murph, Marsh, Swag, Jeff, Nation. Hey, this is Houston Raider Steve. I was up at Molly's Pub, my Raider bar, watching that disaster tonight. The worst thing about it is we had to listen to Al Michaels. He never has liked the Raiders. He's a crotch sniffing 49er fan. <laughs> And the calls were sucked. They're both jagoffs. They're two bag announcers. They said, oh, the Raiders haven't made the playoffs since 2012. Always thrown up for prayer. Everything you can think of negative, you know, they, ta- they talked about. And all they talked about was Andy Reid. I am the walrus. I am the walrus. And Kermit, it's not easy being green. Travis Kelsey, get that shitty smile off your face. Jagoff. <laughs> then we got to see the honey badger. Doper of the year. Got to see those ass clowns celebrating in our house. Screw those 
bastards. <laughs> Biatches. <laughs> so damn power to Kansas City. Yeah, they're talking about, oh, Kansas City is so great. Didn't they just get their keisters kicked all over the field in the Super Bowl? I'm still waiting for them to get a touchdown against the Buccaneers defense. They like to kiss Andy Reid's ass. Screw that dude. He sucks. <laughs> Go Raiders. We're going to be back. <laughs> so tired of losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. I am the walrus. It's not easy being great. I'm not going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I don't go. That's wrong. <laughs> Screw them. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I love Houston Raiders Steve, man. Michelle says, you know it's bad when Houston Raiders Steve is yelling in lowercase. Oh. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, that's so funny. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. So Houston Raiders Steve, man, look, nothing like an encore. Murph, Mosh, Swag Jeff, Nation, Houston Raiders Steve. Hey, I'm sorry I was cussing in that last one, but I'd like to put on some shoulder pads. I'm so pissed off. I'd like to go to Golden Corral and knock Andy Reid into the chocolate fountain. <laughs> that teacher never knew a sandwich and a dessert he didn't like. Sucks. Man, so tired of it. I used to work up in Kansas City. I said, you know what, hole? Crapper. It's windy as hell. It's too cold in the winter and too hot in the summer. There's nothing to do. Except to go to a theme park and go watch the Royals, who usually suck. They're out of the playoffs by... By, uh, what, May? Man, it sucks up in Kansas City. Yeah, I worked up there. Got to hear all this shit. They're the, you know, <laughs> little kid, you know, that's always saying, oh, I'm getting screwed. We hate the Raiders. Screw them. Hate that town, man. I hate it with a passion. Almost hate them as much as the incomplete Broncos who suck. They suck again. <laughs> man, I'm going to be a Raider fan until they put me in the ground. But you know what? How do you think I lost all my hair that I have? I was watching the Raiders play. See, they're falling out going gray. I'm a Raider fan. I was right there with them. And Al Michaels, you never played professional sports, you jerk off. Yeah, that's what I called you, Al Michaels. You suck. You're worse than Joe Buck. You're the worst announcer. Chris Collinsworth is just as bad. You all both got to get a room and get it over with. Get out of our face. I'm not going to watch any more of your broadcast anymore. You suck so bad, you've been sniffing the crotch of the damn 49ers for so damn long. And they suck. They suck again. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm dying, dude. That's hilarious. Look at all my glasses. I oh can't even God. see. <laughs> he says they should get a room and get it over with. That's incredible. Ah, That's here's the Raiders, dude. You're the best, dude. I, I'm, cr- dude. Uh, I'm crying. That. Sh- oh my gosh, it's so damn Ooh. funny. I love how Michelle says. Steve calls back, apologizes, and then immediately gets irate again. Well, yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Houston Raiders, Steve, you're the best. All right. <laughs> All right. Up. Sorry Jeez. for cussing. But, Al Michaels, you're a jerk off. <laughs> you're a jerk off. Yeah. You crotch sniffer. You crotch sniffing Niner fan. Jeez. Ah, so funny. All right. Um, all right, so next up, so we had I, I mentioned uh, this guy a couple weeks ago that we hadn't heard from him in a while, and he finally called in. He's our buddy from Jersey, man, another uh, old school OG guy around here, and as far as the made men go, and he is Rev Raider. What's going on, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Young Swaggo? This is Rev Raider calling from Jersey. It's been a while, man. I just wanted to call and extend my sentiments on the bovine excrement that took place man i was sick to my stomach and it's just it was just all i could do just to keep from like throwing something at the television screen 
I just had to turn it off in the fourth quarter. But it was an all-around bad loss, man. When you look at it, you know, um, seeing a lot of people going back and forth about Derek Carr. I, yeah, he had his bad moments, but that was an overall team loss. Look terrible on defense. I mean, you got to look at it. Their time of possession was like 35 minutes and some change, 29 first downs, 254 yards after catch. You know, that means we're not tackling. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know, uh, the senseless penalties, we, we got to knock that out. And we definitely got beat in the trenches. Yes. You know, we have to take care of the trenches. We can't get gashed on runs. By the Chiefs, no less. They don't run the ball, but they still might manage ways to gash us. When we're playing the sticks constantly in these zones, they're dumping it to the running backs. They're getting easy first downs, easy catches and stuff like that. we got to knock that off. Jonathan Abrams, he should be on um, Capo's hit list. This dude don't know how to track the ball. Let a, let a dude, a, a running back, moss him. And that's the second week in a row. I was at the game with the Giants when he got the ball caught on them. I was live right there, you know. So he got to get it together. But, I mean, we just got to hope that we, 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 you know, batten down the hatches and do what we need to do. But I will say this. God will put you through things over and over again until you get it right. Amen. And it seems like that's exactly what we're doing because we're right at that cusp of the season, you know, where we had an opportunity to take the top of the division. It happened like the last two years prior, and we do the same thing. So that's all I got, man. I'm still listening to y'all. Still love y'all, man. Definitely love to the Raider Nation. We'll have better days, man. It was just a bad week. Peace. All right, there he is, Rev Raider, man. Love you too, brother. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you calling in. Good to hear from you, man. That was awesome. And uh, I always love it. He refers to it as bovine excrement. Always cracks uh, me yeah, up. I yeah, I love that. that I was love awesome, that. Man. So, uh, so Foxy Scorpio in the chat yeah. agrees with Rev Raider. Says uh, Abram couldn't cover my grandma, and she's dead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Foxy! Oh, no, that's so funny. Oh no, that's so funny. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Oh my gosh. In chat room, you're all the best. All right, um, Kevin, I used your fog wipes, so and my glasses are still fogging up, man. I'm telling you. Oh my I, gosh. I mean, it's because I'm wearing a hoodie. I never wear a hoodie up here. Um, all right, next up, let's hear from our buddy. Uh, you know the city. Ready to bet, though. You know the city. Where do I begin with this team? Well, first, I was at the stadium this past weekend. Vegas is very cool. I, I was there for my very first time, and I experienced it. Very flashy at night. Very cool. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Stadium is very nice as well. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of, a lot of merch they have. Uh, I like that the foam finger has Las Vegas on it, which is cool. So I bought me one. And I like the little game towels they give out because, yeah, that was really cool. That was neat. But the field, the product on the field, you should be ashamed of yourself, Derek Carr. I'm looking at you. Because the leader of a football team in this generation of the NFL is a quarterback. 
quarterback is the leader of this team. The quarterback should be the best player on this f***ing team. Might want to use the bleep button a lot. Derek Carr, you should be ashamed of yourself. You are 3-12 and 12 against the Kansas City jackasses. You let them come in, score 41 points, and you score a measly 14 points. You couldn't even score in garbage time. How pathetic you are. Mm-hmm. I hope you hear this because I am done with you. And then Kansas City is coming up in December. You think you're going to beat them? No. You average an interception each game with these jackasses. You don't do anything. You have no sense of urgency. You lobbed that Hail Mary like it was the last play of the game and, we, and the Raiders were tied 27-27. Well, guess what? They weren't tied. You were just panicking. Derek Carr, I've given you a lot of chances. We all have given you chances. You need a defense. You need weapons. You need this. You need that. You have all that. You have an average defense. The Raiders' defense is having so many more pressures without blitzing. That's unheard of, yet you're still playing like crap. I'm done with you, Carr. I'm done. Eight years is enough. I've seen enough. Put in Mariota at this point. Because the Raiders are not making playoffs the way you're playing. You know what? I'm really sick of this. Our fans were diehard. We all love this team. That's why we get mad. That's why we get riled up. And you don't seem to get that, Derek Carr. You don't seem to get that, Raider players. Win. Try not to make mistakes. And if you do, it doesn't matter because there's only one thing. Just win. I don't want to care the f- about your stats. Just win. And your stats, you're the worst. Google Voice has come oh. <laughs> That's a lot of run there, man. Yikes. It's been a minute since someone it's got been a minute. Voice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sorry about that, Beto. We just got the three-minute time limit there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but great call. We got a point. Uh, yeah, we got the point. Love the passion. Uh, and during his call, Pirate1975 with a $10 donation. Thank you so much. He says, Basashia is uh, Tony Soprano 2.0. Where's the fire? The emotion. I didn't agree with the Gruden monarchy per se, but when you screwed up, you hated to walk back to the sideline. We need a coach like that. It's a fair point, man. It is. That that level of accountability, man. That's uh I, I, I hear that, man. So uh I appreciate you. That ten dollars definitely will go straight to the one nation. 100%. Foundation. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate all these like all the donations. We're not even giving away anything tonight, and all these donations are coming in. Like, thank you so much for all you do uh, to support our show and the foundation. That is very, very kind. We thank you. Um Okay, uh, next up, uh, I got these a little out of order, Swago. We got uh, the Raider Critique is up next, our buddy, our good buddy Nathan. Support his channel. You'll find him out there, the Raider Critique, on YouTube. Uh, I, I made a little bit of an appearance there on, I don't know, last show or two that he has done. Uh, we appreciate him, and I appreciate when he is part of this show. Murph, Marsh, Swag, Jeff, it's your old buddy, the Raider Critique, proud made man and pissed off Raider fan. After this Chiefs game, just like we talked about on my show, Murph, here we are. Now, we've lost to the Chiefs. This is now a huge problem, and we're literally going to have to try to win every game just to creep into the playoffs. I don't think that we're going to win the division. Obviously, the Chiefs are a lot better than everybody was taking them to be. This game I knew was 
going to be a tough game against division rivals. They always play harder against us. And they literally show actus at home, 41 to 14. I think all the off the field issues from Gruden, Ruggs, and Arnett have really taken its toll on the psyche and the momentum of this team. Deshaun Jackson fumbling after catching the ball literally didn't know what to do with the ball after he caught it. it was a definite momentum shifter for the game. And Derek Carr just heaving it up for players for at least two passes that I saw. But, man, we, we can't be having that. Well, guys, I hate to I hate to even mention this word, but you know we're probably going to do it, but I think it's time for a rebuild. A complete teardown and rebuild. Coaching staff, players, and yeah, even our quarterback. Anyway, this is the Raider critique, man. Until we play the Bengals on Sunday of uh, this coming week. Go Raiders, but I sure am a very disgruntled and unhappy Raider Nation member at this moment. I just don't think this team's got what it takes mentally. We're we're done. All right, appreciate you, Raider Critique. Yeah, you know, look, I hear his frustration loud and clear, man. And look, we're we're all with you on that. Uh, where I, I I I veer off a little bit is I don't think it's time to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that we have such a huge investment in our in our young in our. You ever heard that term? You never heard that? Yeah. I think we have such a huge. In- <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> well, it's an old uh, old school man. Um, so uh, I think it's. <laughs> I think. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just old school, man. Yeah, you, you, you get it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Good night. So, but I don't think we're that place yet because we have too much of an investment in young players. We have so many good players that haven't even seen their rookie contracts come due yet. Hunter Renfro, right? Um, uh, Trayvon Merrick, who we just drafted. Max Crosby. Like, there's so many guys still. I mean, not to mention Leatherwood, right? Like, there's, there's a lot of young, I think, nucleus still available now josh jacobs maybe jonathan abram maybe like i think there's a handful that you could uh, cleland furl um i think that you could like it's a fair discussion on whether they'll see that second contract or not but there's been a significant investment in this team that i think we got to stick with for a hot minute i think more so than just like you know rewriting the script right away what say you uh, well, first off, I want to say in the chat that uh, everyone said that throwing the baby out with the bathwater that must be a door song because I didn't know either one. Of, I didn't know either one of those things. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, I'm I'm with you. You know, I think uh, you know doing a full tear down and rebuild. I think I, I'm not I'm not on board with that. But uh, but you can do it in small ways. You know, just kind of do a small rebuild if you see one aspect that you say, hey, you know what, we need to start from scratch here. You know, but don't just fire everybody and just you yeah, know and then just so. start no all right so no, let me ask you that. this and and shout out erica in the chat appreciate you erica jumping in and uh, you know what we need another made woman it's been a minute oh since we had a made woman yes and erica has attended one of our live events that counts she's in the chat room all the time that pretty much ca- like not to like change up the rules entirely but like send us an email or something erica or like or, or fire off a voicemail we would love to uh, have you join the ranks of the made men and made women around here um, she's an incredible supporter of our show. We appreciate you very much. Um, so let me ask you this, Swag Jeff. Okay. So I just talked about this nucleus of the team. So Derek Carr is, what, 30 years old? Yeah. Does he get the extension or not? 
Uh, you know, it's hard to say no. I, or is it? I don't know. Like, well, you know, I, I'll say this. You know, Derek. Derek has always said, you know, uh, I don't, I don't talk contract during a year, during a year, whatever, whatever. But I'm sure they probably reached out to him and said, hey, let's let's work, rework your thing. Uh, but I, I don't know. If this, you know? okay, let me okay, let me say, let, that, let me say, let me say this. you up better. Okay, set me up better because I think I'm about to say exactly what you're saying. If the Raiders come back and we make the playoffs, I think that there's a good chance that he does. Yeah. If it continues to go south, then what happens? So if we if the Raiders finish seven and seven and ten, yes, there you um, go. Does he get the extension? Well, is is this this year isn't the contract year for him, right? I think so, right? But no, after this year, right? I think he has one more year. Does he have one more under under contract? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. If Somebody he, know the chat room will know. Tell yeah, us the chat, chat room. room will know. Yeah. When is when is Derek's contract? Up? I thought it was. Um, no, I think it's through. Is it one the, more after I think this? It's through the next year. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but if they finish bad this year, I don't think they talk about it during the off season. And then just let next and season just play let, out and let see where his it goes. contract year happen and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, says, Derek has Derek. Derek okay. Has one, one more year after. This. All right. So that you. So, so I, you know, if it goes south. He stays on the he stays on the team is your starter in 2022 then that's the defining season for him as your Raiders quarterback. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah, you. I, guess I think so. that's fair. That's fair. I guess right. so. what we say every year is the most important year for Derek Carr and if the, if it's and not this year next year will definitely be the most important but you know but now we're be. talking contract. Now we're not talking about legacy. We're not talking about like stats and like you know what I mean. We're not talking about. We're talking about like whether he's going to be on the team or not based on contract, which has nothing. To, well, it does have to do with performance, but I mean, but it has nothing to do with like the current state of the team. You know what I'm saying? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Like when he's under contract, yes, it's defining because it defines his legacy. But when when you get into a contract year, it determines whether he's going to be on the team or not. And up to and if you take him at his word, whether yeah. he's in the freaking NFL or not. Well, one of the famous sayings is it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can start fantastic. I mean, it it was so much fun the first six weeks of the season, seven weeks of the season to see Derek Carr at the top of the NFL stats, sheets, and all that stuff. MVP caliber, dude. That's awesome, man. We love that. That was so much fun. That was so exciting. We all donned our fours and all that stuff, and it was it was great. But if we finish seven and ten, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, that's, you know what well, I mean? that's what Critique was saying, man. So, at that point, you know, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, just the, win, baby. If well, you want to take any, you know, thing, mystique of the past, Al Davis said just win. And, you know, and if you're not going to win, then we're going to find someone that will. Well, and these two games does not define uh, define Derek Carr's career. Not at all. Career not by, even this year. Any means. Not even this year. Take over. Rewrite the narrative, Derek. There we go. You know, let's come out and let's whip some Bengal ass on Sunday. And it'll be okay. Kenny Stabler's in the Hall of Fame. Kenny Stabler is inarguably, inarguably, the greatest Raiders quarterback of all time. Yes. He threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. Kenny Stabler had bad football games, but what he did was he finished. And when, if you listen to John Madden, if I needed one player to make a pass to win a football game, I would pick Kenny Stabler. This is in a world where... Brett Favre and Joe Montana and yeah, Dan Marino. Yeah, he had his love and, affair with Favre and all that right. stuff. Yeah. And, and he would still pick Kenny Stabler to make that play. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Stabler made, the in terms of quarterback play, only only ahead of LaMonica probably in terms of clutch victories. Because, frankly, you can't even give that to Plunkett. As great as Plunkett was, Plunkett doesn't have like signature 
comeback wins in postseasons or whatever like Kenny does and like even LaMonica did. And so, and that's not a hater statement towards Plunkett. Like Plunkett was amazing um, and deserving of being in the Hall of Fame, two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. But like when you look at, you know, the sea of hands and all that kind of stuff, that was Kenny coming to life when the game was on the line, he made the play to win it. We right. haven't really seen Derek do that yet. He hasn't had the opportunity to do it in the postseason. And there's only been a handful of signature games. You know, there's, you know, Michael Crabtree in the back of the end zone against the Ravens, Michael Crabtree in the front of the end zone against, uh, uh, against the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Like, yeah. there's a I mean, handful- you can say this year's Monday Night Football against the Ravens. You know, Derek played outstanding and, you know, and having to win the game twice or three times yes, or whatever yes, it was, yes, like, yes, yes. that's fun. That's cool. You know, but uh, but to circle back to right, what yeah, we were talking about moving. with yeah. with, uh, with contracts extensions, uh, Rather Materator has a great point in there. It's not talking about Derek, but uh, if Josh Jacobs can't stay healthy, maybe he doesn't get extended I, that's, either. You know what? I think absolutely. That's like, well, the stat I read earlier about them being where they're at in terms of ranked bottom of the league and rushing, like, that's not worth the first round draft pick. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's, I love you. And I love Josh oh Jacobs, the one jersey, the one jersey of a, of the current crop of players that I bought because I wanted to get one to commemorate the first season in in Las Vegas. I got a Josh Jacobs jersey, mm-hmm. and I don't buy new players. Mm-hmm. All my stuff is old school. Like the, the you know the youngest player I have is Charles Woodson. Right. Other than Josh Jacobs, love Josh Jacobs. But you know what, dude? Like, he's not even making Pro Bowls here. Like, what are we doing? Anyways, all right, let's get it moving. Um, okay, light your candles. Let's bring the room down a little bit. If I could adjust the lighting here in the fan cave, I would. Okay, uh, for you, for you, you, you fellows out there, you may want to uh, excuse any of your ladies from the room because you know this guy has a very uh, has a gravity about him, and uh, and you know we we don't want him to uh, have like what did what did Rico say about um, Capo's wife? Uh, flying to go visit him. Capo said, Pack light is still hot here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capo, Capo said, my wife is packing to go to the Canary Islands. And, and Rico said, tell her to pack light. It's still warm here. All right, let's check in with our buddy in the Canary Islands, the Italian-born, Raider-born Rico. Hey, guys, Raider-born Rico here. So please, nation, do not throw the towel yet. The fight has just begun. This is a free-for-all conference. There's a lot of team who are in the wildcard spot, chasing the division spot, and we beat some team that are chasing the wildcard or division spot. We beat the Ravens, we beat the Steelers. As a, a matter of fact, we have to beat the Bengals, the Browns, and we can do it. We still have to play the rest of the division game. We lost two, we won one, and baby, we said it last year, it ain't over till Andy Reid sing. So <laughs> we can do it. We got the talents, we got the potential, we got the coaching stuff. And these people need our support more than ever right now. As I say during the offseason, this year, guys, listen, this year is going to play be playoffs or bust. Now, if it's going to be bust, then we can evaluate all these guys and we can throw under the train Whoever you want, because everybody's expandable if this year is going to be passed. But right now, we can't afford another drama. We already got enough with what the, the time gives to give to us. Now, let's not create a drama because we can't afford it. These people need our support. They need us to believe in them. 
we need to show the faith that we have in them, in this organization, in this team. So do not throw the towel, Radio Nation. And uh, with all that said, I go, uh, they sent me from Slovakia. I've been in Slovakia different times in the last five years. Uh, they feed me every time with this god nectar called um, Slivovica. It's probably, God knows what it is, probably 60 degrees right now. This one is an homemade one with plums. It's really strong. I'm going to share it with you. Um, for the University of Las Vegas, they done it again. They win another game and the Chuck Vagon still go win. Charles Williams, the running back, is already one of the best running back on the history of this team, the running Rebels, who are the, our little brothers. We, we share in stadium with these guys. And Charles Williams, the Chuck Vagon, he collected already 4,024 yards. If I'm a general manager, I'm having a look at this guy at least in the last rounds. Now, so I'm going to grab this. Cheers to you. Cheers to the University of Las Vegas. Cheers to Charles Williams and cheers to a brighter future, guys. Salute. Drink this. Salute and I'm out. Right on. Let's go. Raider born Rico, man. I love that somebody wrote in there... Uh, uh, with Sam Hain, Big Mike, he wrote uh, RBR on RFR. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate you, Raider Born Rico. You know what? I, look, and we and we kind of poke fun at, at Rico because he's got that smooth voice and everything, but his points are right on. Like, his Raider takes are great. And I know Mosh would be lighting us up right now going, see, see. Like, I know Mosh would vibe with that big time yeah. about that idea that, like, don't abandon hope yet. This ain't over yet. And we haven't. And we really have. We really have. We've been very critical tonight, but it's not in at ex the expense of our hope and our no, faith in this can turn not. around, no. right? We're as fans, we're allowed to be frustrated. You know, I don't know a, a passionate fan of any team in any sport that doesn't get frustrated at your team going, "Damn it, come on, man. Let's freaking go." But it doesn't mean that we're not jumping ship or you right, know or, or right. you know, giving up hope or whatever, but yes, if you do feel that way, listen to Rico. Listen to Rico. He knows what he's talking about, man. Hey, let's not throw in the towel yet, man. Let's go. Let's go. Absolutely. You know, and and if and if it doesn't bother you, I question that. Like if yes. if you're that invested and you see what you saw on Sunday night football, like that should bug you a little bit. You should be kind of mad. Uh, yeah. If you're not off put by that, then how in are you? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that said, feel that way and then vibe with what Rico's talking about. They're like, it's all right. It's not the end of the world. There's mm -hmm. still hope. We got a, we got some ways to go. I, I, yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. Okay. Starts this weekend. Starts Sunday. We yeah, got to get it going. All right. One more to get to. He calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. It is our good buddy, Kiljadis, up in Alaska. Great. Terrific. Now, the Chiefs are back at number one in the West. Great job, team. Fantastic. Such a good job. Kiljadis. What? We're still in this. It's lost number four, but we're not yet at death's door. Yes, it was a disappointing loss. Sure. I mean, it's Sean Jackson's first game. He doesn't know the road shit. And let's face it, refs were turning a blind eye to Crosby. I mean, that one touchdown, the offensive lineman practically tackled the guy. Hell, the bigger the insult is that someone let a bunch of Chiefs fans in the front row of the black hole. Whoever did that needs to be added to Aaron the Q-Dog Raiders hit list. But even though 
We got speared by the arrowhead, not pinned yet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, guess what? We're flat on our backs now, Raider Savage. And all the NFL has to do is cover us up for three more losses. Three losses, three counts. One, two, three. We're still kicking kill chiefs. And as long as we have a fighting chance, we can pull it out. Are you forgetting that December's next? We have been putrid in December for the past two years. The Cowboys are on Thanksgiving, which is a death sentence since we can't seem to play at all on Thanksgiving. Is reality setting in yet? Reality is meaningless to blind, Kiltiatus. Unwind and clear your mind. We ace like a fine Charles Wilson one. <laughs> we are finally going to uncork and start pouring out what we can do. We're going to knock them down smooth. Trust me. Uh-huh. A wine joke. We've never had the Charles Woodson wine yet. We've only had Alaskan wine, but not the Woodson wine. And I really need you to stop stirring your damn wine with a Slim Jim. It just brings spice to my wine. You have a problem. Well, a Raider win will be the solution. Bring on the Bengals. Ooh, yeah. All right. There he is, man. Love killed Jadis, man. And, and of course, uh, Macho Man Raider Savage. And, man, so conversational. Like the performance quality. It gets better it, it gets and better, better every week. It really does, man. It's amazing. So we appreciate you uh, very much and appreciate all of our callers and, uh, and emailers tonight. Uh, so what we do around here is we award uh, what we call the Sizzler Award uh, to the best email or phone call of the night. And uh, Mosh usually does that, but in his absence, we miss you, Mosh, by the way. Uh, but in his absence, uh, that, that uh, duty goes over to Swag Jeff. So Swag Jeff, who is the best of the best tonight? Oh, my gosh. We had, uh, we had three amazing emails, Titerator, Daniel Mangus, and Paul, uh, thank oh. you for uh, thank you for allowing me to read those emails. I hope I did them justice. Uh, then we got into the voicemail. Splatterhead, who uh, talked about the garbage game, uh, says that Derek Carr is good for parts of the season, uh, but just keep on rolling, Nation. Let's keep going. Uh, Sonny, who uh, gave us the symptoms of the psychology of being a Raider fan and reminds us that what was will never be what is. Wow. Uh, Houston Raider Steve, who uh, who had some oh choice gosh, words for man. Al Michaels, and uh, and uh, he went in on all kinds of people and said, "Screw those biatches." Uh, <laughs> Rep Raider, who uh, who talked about the bull excrement game, uh, not yes. all on Derek Carr. Uh, the defense has to be better, but got beat in the trenches. Beto, you know the city. He loved the Vegas Vegas experience, but did not love Derek Carr. He's done with you now. And then he got Googled. Uh, Raider Critique said, here we are, Vegas, we have a problem. Uh, he said that it is time for a full rebuild. So yeah. uh, agree with him or don't. Uh, that's what Raider Critique has to say. Rico says, don't throw in the towel just yet. It ain't over until Andy Reid sings. And reminds us <laughs> that the team needs us. He, they need our yes. support. Yes. And then, of yes. course, we finished with uh, with Kill Jadis, who uh, uh, Raider Savage breaks down the game and cusses the KC fans that were in the black hole. And Kill Jadis reminds him to stop stirring his wine with a Slim Jim? <laughs> Uh, but this week, uh, the Sizzler Award winner. I am the Sizzler. 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 The Sizzler is going to a guy that uh, called Al Michaels a crotch-sniffing jerk-off Niner fan. It is Houston Raiders Steve. Yes! Let's go. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here? And we ain't playing around today! 
From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. But oh my gosh, what a what a great uh, group of calls there was this week. It was it was so good to hear from Sonny and and Chuck and 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 Rev. Finally, we yes. haven't heard from Rev yes, in a while. Yes, and yes. Beto, we're starting to hear from him more and all that. And uh, Kill Jadis, you're just your calls are getting better every single week. We were talking to Michelle about how much Michelle loves those Kill Jadis calls every single week. They're just they're so much fun. So thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys make the show what it is. Uh, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, Renegade, Darth Vader, Raider, Curtis Williams. Uh, Matthew Mangus, Paul, Jack Kenna's in there, Erica S. is in there, Lee B. B. Al, Paul Edgerton, uh, Tyrone Graves with another $5 donation said, just heard from Capo, it's Founders Day. Oh, He's out of with course, the of course. Yeah, absolutely. So Ab- November 17th, Omega Sci-Fi was founded. And yep. of course, that's Aaron, where he gets his name Q-Dog Raider from. And so, uh, yes, of course, have fun out there with the bros and understand why you didn't call the show. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. But, uh, but congratulations. Much respect, by the way, too. Oh, my gosh. Yes, much respect. Uh, and congratulations to Houston Raider Steve. Uh, and <sighs> Oh, my gosh, Jeff. Wow. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. So real quick, and then Swag Jeff, take us home. Let me just say this. Thank you for all the amazing support that you gave us uh, tonight here on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you thank you for all the amazing super chats. Everybody that donated tonight, we appreciate you and know that 100% of that money goes to a great cause. It goes to the One Nation Foundation. And, uh, and find us on any uh, podcast service. Like, subscribe on the podcast. And then here, if you want to catch us on the YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Best chat room, best listeners, best supporters of this show. We thank you, and we love you also very, very much. Yeah, absolutely. And and to uh, to kind of go along with Murph said right there, we have so many people donate tonight. Thank you so much for the donations. Pineapple, Tyrone Graves, Daniel Mangus, Mike Y, uh, Julian Cardenas is in uh, Fabricator Gill, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Pyro nineteen seventy five, seventy seven bucks we raised tonight. Hey, for the One Nation let's go, man! So thank you guys so much. Uh, Storm, Paul Edgerton, uh, Darth Vader Raider, uh, Curtis Williams. Mark Thompson, Raiderborn Rico, Daniel Mangus, Trinidad, uh, Matthew Mangus, Michelle Sweat, uh, Raider Zach is in there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. It's going to be okay, everybody. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Let's let's not throw away our Derek Carr jerseys yet. You Don't know, throw your Derek uh, Carr jersey away with the bathwater. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <sighs> We're a family, man. We go through adversity just like anything. You know? Absolutely. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Listen to Rico. The team needs us. Let's stick around. Yes. Don't throw in the towel. Let's go. All right, everyone. You've been listening to another episode of Raiders Fan Radio where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Uh, remember, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Good night, everybody. Go Raiders. Good night, YouTube. Good night. Hey, thanks, Waggy. Good job tonight, bud. Oh, thanks, man. Miss you, Marsh!